Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. That's right, Martin and VJ broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Steve DeSager just laid it all out for you. We got a busy Saturday today. First, you got the NHL Vegas 3, Dallas 1. We'll see how that series goes on. We'll have that throughout the show. Miami 3, Boston 2. We'll have that as well throughout the show. NHL playoffs, NBA playoffs. It can't get no better than that. However, first off, let me introduce my co-host, my good guy, VJ Vernon Husky. I believe he's got something to say about the GOAT. Or a goat, yeah. or maybe a goat. Yeah, yeah, a little, little. All right, bit of as little I heard, bit. yeah, I heard Mace call him a kid, a, a kid. baby goat. Yeah, because he's unreliable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. How you doing, brother? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, doing good, man. Your week was good. I can't complain. Yeah, me neither, man. So I mean, I could, but who's listening? That, well, not only that, Grandma Spearman used to always tell me, no one wants to hear it anyway. So it's not even about who's listening. Nobody even wants to hear it. So. Seeing as this is yeah. a ratings-driven business. <laughs> <laughs> and the negative always turns the wheel, right? So, uh, yeah, man, I got something to say about this uh, this, this whole GOAT conversation and stuff. And I, I, it's nothing new. I put it out there before. I just I always thought it was a silly discussion anyway. I'm not one to try to put up, listen, put together the GOAT conversations different sports for things that just really can't be proven and the only you know barometer we've ever had is you know wins and numbers and then of course championships that's why you play you play for the championships I understand in the NBA Bill Russell's got 11 so yeah people that throw that out well then he's the greatest ever Robert Ory's got five rings six rings he's the greatest ever say if you want to go by rings but we, we know that's just foolish talk man but I when, when I watch LeBron hit the side of the basketball the backboard the other night and then also couldn't get a shot off to end the game, albeit, you know, great defense by Jamal Murray, in my opinion. It almost just kind of felt like, hey, Riffs, bail me out. When you're the GOAT, you're the perceived GOAT or the best to ever do it, you just can't go out like that. You, you, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how many miles on your body. Nobody was complaining about that when he had 30 points in the first half, which I did tweet it. Yeah, LeBron's going for his, so the narrative will be he did his part. 
And, you know, you got to get AD going with the Lakers. Everybody knows their best. When you start AD off, you and I have had a, not a spat, but a, a Twitter back and forth where one game you blamed AD. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you got to get AD going early. It's, it's like a diva receiver is how I like to use the analogy, Martin. A diva receiver, you guys know this. You got to get him at least four or five targets get early. Get, get him the ball early. Get him involved early. Because if you don't, and we've seen it over history, he, he's hard to get going later in the game when you try to go to him. It kind of gets in his head. And I think AD's that type of guy. You try to get him going in the third quarter, he's in no type of rhythm. The uh, the, the Nuggets are already zoned in on him. So, therefore, he, you can't get him going. So, it's easier to blame him. But this this GOAT discussion, guys, can we, can we please just end this? LeBron's great in his era. Kobe was great for what he did. But the, the, the guy, the guy, the man... Michael Jeffrey Jordan. And that's because simply you have all the numbers. There's no numbers he don't have. But then 6-0 and in the finals. It's just it is what it is in six finals MVPs. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it just is what it is. I just think, Martin, at this point, it's uh, as you like to say, it's a it's a lazy conversation to have nowadays, in my opinion. I just, but I do think it's cemented that it should be over. It's Michael Jordan. Well, VJ, you're now on the record. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Everybody in America knows how you currently feel about the series that ended last week. <laughs> Not all the way just yet, trust me. I had a whole lot. You you you're you're a Twitter stalker, so you you've seen my tweets. You didn't you didn't miss much. Hold on. A Twitter stalker is a bit much. You, I'll say this. Are. Ever since the for you page on Twitter now has, has arrived, thanks a lot, Elon. I now get <laughs> I now instead of like scrolling my timeline to see what's actually happening in real time, which yeah. was like the beginning of why I got on the dog on app in the first place. Now all I see is tweets from seven hours ago from the some fifteen hundred people who I follow. And as Chris said it earlier, I'm not telling tales out of school. He said every so often you look at your timeline and see a thread of VJ from eight hours ago, just boom, 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 boom. So to say I'm a Twitter stalker, I don't appreciate that. I, I'm I, a Twitter I, user. No. And I, it, go ahead. First off, uh, quick, quick pro tip, tweet deck to still keep the, the timeline. But even then, I'll be up editing podcasts and then I can tell when, I can tell when VJ's done with his DVR. <laughs> <laughs> so to that point, to that point, if you happen to follow at Husky ENT on Twitter, there's no way that you'll miss the tweet from him mentioning LeBron because about 86% of all tweets sent from at Husky ENT had LeBron in the mention. Yeah, it sure did. I, I, I actually think that LeBron is the biggest con artist. Oh my goodness! In sports history, he's the biggest con. You know there artist. are actual con artists. I, I, I know that, but history. people guess what though? But I'm not. I'm not worried about mixing words and watching words today. I'm, but I'm, I'm just, just saying there, there are actual people. I, I get that, but there are there is a way to to manipulate people through media, and once the media gets a hold of a story and pushes it, it's almost turned into like political TV. And I hate political TV, and I'm not into politics. I don't get into none of that. I don't even want to discuss it. That that's not a topic for me. At all. But it felt like that over the years, if you just hear it enough that he's better than Jordan, he's better than this guy, he's better than this guy, we, we've gone and grown into the era of where we we look to trash other players to build one up instead of just appreciating the guy we like. Like, I'm a Kobe guy. Kobe's my favorite basketball player of all time and probably will be to the day the good Lord calls me home. I have never once, Martin, called somebody a Kobe hater. 
I've never once called somebody, oh, you're hating on Kobe. I just ask, why don't you like him? And when they give that answer, I go, oh, okay. And then, But let me tell you why I like him. I just don't think that the hater, George Weister, who's, who's a, a colleague of ours here, hit me with hater. And I said, bro, if you really want to debate this, let's get on air and let's debate this. But you're, you're, you're better than that. Just calling me a hater? Why don't we have a discussion? Why don't you see and understand why I think LeBron is a con artist and some of the fanboys in the media, as my good friend Rob Parker likes to say, some of these guys in journalism masquerading as professionals but secret LeBron and Laker fans. Let's just call it what it is, guys. It's out there. And I just understand. I'm a woman. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand why we try to ignore these things and when a guy like me actually has the grapefruits to step up and call it out and point guys out the only thing I ever get back is you're a hater that's old it's lazy it's tiring come come see me come talk to me and we can go from there all right now that we've heard that <laughs> the grand proclamation hey if you got if you're a LeBron supporter VJ's ready he's standing right here shower. on the corner of uh, on the corner of Kobe Lane and MJ Drive yeah, right man, there Mamba Drive baby Kobe Lane I like that I, Kobe Lane and Mamba Drive absolutely man I can open up the phone lines if you guys want. Look, open them up. It doesn't matter. Listen, guys, I, LeBron James is a great basketball player. I've never said he's not. He's accomplished great things in this league. But this, I think we have been brainwashed into the bringing him into the GOAT conversation when you're four and six in the finals. Yeah, he went to a bunch of finals. We know that. But look at the competition. You got people want to go back and try to look at Jordan's competition. Jordan was playing against Hall of Famers. What the, what the hell are you talking about? He was going against Hall of Famers being eliminated. You know what I'm saying? Or taking titles away. There's Hall of Famers that don't have titles because of Michael Jordan. Like, let's, let's get real. Tim Duncan and Popovich would have a whole lot more titles. If it were not for a guy named Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant, those are just the facts. There's people that's won on LeBron's watch, homeboy. Let's get real. Durant's got a ring. Steph's got four. You know what I'm saying? Even Kawhi stole one. Get on, off his lawn, everybody. On, on his watch. Get off his lawn. Yeah, I cut, all right? I cut that grass all day. Get, yes, off, get off his my lawn. lawn. <laughs> you want to talk about today's games or would you like to continue down memory lane? No, I'm good. From man. last week. I'm good, man. I mean, that's Appreciate what everybody wants to do. So everybody bad. wants to, do, you know, we, we no one's talked about everybody. the Nuggets. No, but let's get I real. I can't be everybody. I know, I know you're not everybody, but <laughs> let's let's get real. <laughs> we ain't it. talked about the Nuggets, man. It's been well, LeBron we haven't because the for the last ten minutes you've been talking about LeBron and in the retirement. Well, because I text y'all and I said I wanted to get this off my chest. I that's why. It, you know, it was Monday. That's why I want to get it off <laughs> my chest. Even the retirement thing. Like, come on, bro. You've been telling us you want to play with your son, but now let's let's change the narrative. Let's talk about LeBron and Kyrie. And now Brooke Lopez is going to be the missing piece for LeBron to win another chip. Come on, man. Stop it. Kobe never got those excuses. Never. He got beat by 36 in a game six up in Boston and walked off with the confetti falling on him. Nobody said the Lakers need to go get somebody for Kobe. Nobody said that they need to go get trade Gasol. Kobe sat there at the podium and said, we need to get tougher. We need to get better. Like true greatness and true leaders do. Not, yeah, I may think about walking away. I got a lot to think about this offseason. Wink, wink, Rob Palenka, make a bunch more moves and trades and sign this guy, this guy, this guy. Tear your franchise down for my benefit. You know that the, the idea of the whole, you know, the whole problem with the, you know, everybody's talking about it. Just now you are adding to everybody talking about it when we could just be talking about today's game, which has incredible stakes at hand. It's on the rundown. We're going to talk about today, today's game. Come on now. We're, just, it's, just, it's on the rundown. We're, we're getting to it. You like, know I that. I don't care what LeBron is doing right now because oh, okay. he's not playing right now. Yeah, well, like I don't like. It's, 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 You're it's, one of very few. 
I, I guess if, if so. If you really mean what you're saying right now, you I are one. I don't care what LeBron is doing because he's not playing. He lost. I don't he's care at what home. LeBron's doing either. I don't either. care. That's three Maybe people. I care if he's getting surgery on his foot, if he's doing that. But, of course, if, if he wants to sit and think about retirement, I still don't care. Whether you file the papers, do it. If you're going to do it, then do it. If you're not, then not. But the whole LeBron is thinking about something, it's not news to me. And some people, that's somebody's job. Dave McMenamin, that's his job, to care about what LeBron is thinking. He got to go run out there after, after the press conference and say, hey, what did that just mean? I don't got to worry about it. Because you know why? Once he files the papers, he'll be done. Until then, he's not. He's under contract. He'll probably be a Laker next year. But there's like, I don't know, at least six basketball games minimum, (laughs) which are the utmost more important than anything that LeBron James is doing right now. Save something tragic. I'm here to tell you right now. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's the best. Because you know why? They'll never play. They'll never play. I understand everybody who's been covering this for the last 35 years that you saw LeBron at 18 with the king on his back. I was in the seventh grade. No one cares. Then will you agree with me then? No, because you clearly care. You spent 10 minutes talking about how you clearly care so much so that you've never called somebody a Kobe hater. You just say, hey, how come you don't care about Kobe in the same way I do? I don't care about Kobe either. God bless the dead. He's not here. He's not playing. There's games <laughs> on right now. Yeah, and we'll get to those we games. We can have these GOAT debates on July 4th. Ah, oh, come on, man. I don't Stop care. It. I'm leaving good. Seriously. Stop it. When there's Stop only it. baseball on the slate and the Oakland Athletics are down 9-1 to one on Tuesday, July 4th, then let's talk about who's the best of all time. You want to talk about Brady, Montana, LeBron James. That's the Mount Rushmore sports. But right here, right now, we got real sports going on. So do you there's agree with There's elimination you? games at stake. So you agree with me? No. Yeah, you do. No. Yeah, you do. There's no part of me that would ever spend 10 minutes talking about LeBron. Who lost? That doesn't mean you don't agree with me, though. I don't. Yeah, in a sense, you do. No, I You're don't. You're just saying it in a different way with more with more vigor. The saying the same thing in a different way? No. I'm saying a different thing in a different way. Because yeah, I don't, don't care a damn. Yeah. I want to talk about how Jimmy Butler looks like he's about to be second round Jimmy, not playoff Jimmy. This is, I'm this sick is, of this. This is such a setup. I want to talk about how Jason Tatum. I want to talk about Jason Tatum. He's 25 years old. And for some reason, he doesn't like to work out until his back is against the wall. Yeah, I got Jason Tatum. Once it's an elimination game, that guy turns in to the light skinned Michael Jordan. But prior to that, he's somewhere between Trey Young and somebody I can't even think about it because he's a no-show until the homework is due. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the best player in the NBA right now. Races horses and is mowing fields right now because they swept out LeBron James and has plenty of time to rest up for the NBA Finals. You want to talk about it every time the Boston Celtics win, you should be betting on Nikola Jokic to win the Finals MVP because they're going to run through whoever comes out of the East, whether it be second round Jimmy, who has an opportunity to really earn the name playoff Jimmy, or Jason Tatum and what used to be the Boston Celtics if they lose this thing because it's over with. All of that is on the table. We'll get to some of it next. But right now, Martin and VJ is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. 
all your protection in one doggone place. All right? Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Now, this team, they may not have reached the peak yet, but we'll get to it next. Martin and VJ. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Martin and VJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And I tell you what, the blood pressure is building right now. Game six, Miami, formerly FTX Arena. Now I don't remember the name of it, but famously lost that one. Google that. That's a fun lawsuit. That was funny. But- <laughs> 
How about Shaq getting served with the XTF lawsuit at former FTX Arena? They had FTX on like all the umpire patches during the World Series too. That Hashtag was... Crypto Bros. Anyway, Game <laughs> Six right now, Miami. Trying to serve Shaq for months. They said with an opportunity right now to close out the Eastern Conference playoffs. Boston backs against the wall, second time in as many games. This is a familiar a, a position they're familiar with uh, in terms of uh, being in elimination games. They have one of the best records in elimination games, and it's a good thing because they have a terrible home playoff record in their last 20 games, and I think they're about six games over 500 on the road. That goes to show you, they normally show up when their backs are against the wall. You know, I know everybody says this is game seven for Miami, essentially, because of the way that they don't think they can go back and win. In Boston, although Miami has a 3-2 lead currently, it, it, it almost doesn't matter. It really almost doesn't matter because the Nuggets are going to mollywop, curb stomp, oh, wow. drag whoever comes out of the Eastern Conference Ooh. up and down the Rocky Mountains so bad. It's, it's going to be a new type of Red Rocks. What you got in it? Call it in the games. Four, say, sweep, five, gentlemen sweep, six, seven. I'll call it six, but I think it's wow. going to be a six similar to this series where uh, this Easter Conference series we're looking at now where if it's, you know, kind of a weird feeling and that like the only re- – really the reason why people are talking about Boston so much right now is because Miami's in a place of surprise, right? If, if, if it's had been, hypothetically speaking, obviously just bear with me, a, a the, the one seed in the East, obviously Milwaukee lost, but just bear with me. The one seed goes up three games to none, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, the other team – comes back and wins two games, no one would be concerned. Like, if, the, if Denver had gone up 3-0, Lakers win two games, people are just, when is Denver going to take care of business? Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a, 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 a similar to that. Mm. Regardless of who they play, whether it's Boston or whether it's Miami, that's interesting. Joke is time. And just as a betting tip, the more games this Eastern Conference Finals going, the cheaper the price is going to get on Nikola Jokic to win the MVP. They're, listen to me. I will eat this piece of paper right now, if Nicole Jokic is not the finals MVP, if they if, if uh, Denver wins, that's almost a guaranteed bet. Oh. There, there's no way they give it to Murray. No, no. Well, oh, he'd have to average. Like, he'd have to have – I know, I, I got a year for you, though. He would have to average like a Dwayne Wade 06 finals. He would have to have to have one of those type of finals to steal it from Jokic. I agree with you with that. But now I will say this, though. Say Boston wins these two games and come back. Wouldn't Boston have home court? Because they had a better record, correct? So Boston would have home court. Mm-hmm. So you still think that they would go in there, take game one, take game two, and possibly then go back to Denver and take game three, and then it's, okay, when are they going to wrap it up? So I looked this up, and you'll appreciate this. Since December 18. 18- 2020. Okay. It's a random date and time. I'll explain it in a second. The Boston Celtics have now a one game over 500 playoff record at home. Mm. You know what happened December 18th, 2020? Uh, December 18th, 2020. No. Kyrie, that's the day that Kyrie sa- uh, saged the Boston Garden. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to sage, get out all the evil spirits. Nobody's I talking like, about like the fact that, that like the Celtics that. are only one game over 500 <laughs> since that moment. Yeah, I like that. Maybe all the good spirits has gone out. Yeah. Oh, I say this, you know, for a team to be this good, a team to be, have this much playoff success, everybody else is undefeated at home. Yeah. The Nuggets were undefeated at home. The Lakers, before they played the Nuggets, were undefeated at home. You know what I mean? It's, it's everybody else's Miami was undefeated at home. Hmm. Okay. Most of the time you lose the road games. So you're looking at that number. All right, I, I feel you on that. I, I think 
number one, I think this is over tonight. I don't I don't think I, I would like to see Boston win this game, but I just haven't seen enough consistency from them. And Miami looked like that they took a night off two nights ago. It, it just looked like that they just kind of called it in. It was like, listen, we're up 3-1. We know we can go back home and, and end this thing, and that's what we'll do. And I think that's what they do tonight. So they'll be playing the Heat, the Nuggets will. They'll have home court advantage. But I, I, I've doubted Jimmy Butler enough. I've doubted Jimmy Butler enough, and, I, and I've said that I was done doubting Jimmy Butler. And I also said if he got this team to the finals, currently constructed with the the teammates he has, the supporting cast, the must-haves he has on his squad, that I would take him off my list of guys that I question if you can hitch your wagon to them and your championship aspirations. Jimmy Butler's the kind of guy, and Eric Sposher's the kind of coach that I believe could go into Denver and steal one of games one or game two. I think he could just have – Jimmy can have one of those just out-of-body out of, out of experience games – Spoh's making all the right calls. They're hitting threes. Vince is playing well. Strauss is playing well. Like, it, it, and Bam is hitting the mid-range. Bam is 20 and 13, 20 and 4. I could see them going in there and stealing a game in the first two games in Denver just because Jimmy's shown me enough now that I'm just not going to doubt the guy. Well, anymore. hell, depending on who you ask, they got to steal a game tonight in Miami. I mean, I like they got tonight's game. No, They'll but I mean, just to They'll talk about the, you know, you like to talk about the national conversation. I've never seen something like this where a team is down 3 0 and everybody's like, well, they get one game and yeah. it's over. Oh, like, yeah. all of a sudden, we're talking about the 0 4 well, the Red Sox. The percentage is like 62% that they would win the series after they were down 2 0. It's like, um, okay. <laughs> if, if there's anything our country needs, it's a lesson in, in statistics and probability. That's, that is one thing that has been proven in the last four years. That's, that's for doggone sure. Yeah. But I just uh, – Who you have tonight? I got Miami. Yeah, yeah, okay. The key, though, the key to me, and, and I know we – you know, the NBA is not a place like football necessarily where we kind of disparage people who are not stars. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, like in football, like a guy like Benet Ben Rickery will get picked on forever because Julio Jones had 200 yards on him yeah. in one game. Like yeah. people will remember that forever. And I'm sorry for that stray you just caught my friend. However, uh, uh, we're real quick and loose to say that Miami has two superstars. Yeah, they, they, who's saying they don't? No, it's just you watch the game. Really? You see Reggie hmm. Miller and all them. They, they oh, talk uh, about. I'm just hey, you know, I don't really, you know, I don't, I'm not into the debate shows too much. So the, the, most of the thing I get is the commentary from I got the game. You, yeah. So I'm hearing Miami's got two superstars. Mm. I don't think so. All right, Bam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you at, pal? Yeah. Because uh, uh, game four, that was you. I mean, game five rather, that was your chance. Yeah. And you know what? They tried. How many times did you see Bam face up against Al Horford? Now, I get that Al Horford just stonewalled Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid, the league MVP. But Joel Embiid did tear a meniscus in that situation. Bam, to my knowledge, should be feeling good. I'd like him to play up to his name. Is that too much to ask? Isn't it amazing how Al Horford, even at his age, with the knowledge on his body, can still really get out there and disrupt a guy that, like you mentioned, Joel Embiid, and I tweeted one day watching one of the games. There's how you you're Joel Embiid. You should not be letting. You should not be pump faking and having to think your moves out against Al Horford. Back him down. You're bigger. You're stronger. You're like you're better than him. I it, but Al just keeps 
And it just keeps coming at you, man. It goes to show you, man, most sports are a thinking man's game. Even though the big physicality aspect to it, sure. if you know, hey, I need to cheat this a little bit, you know, go one way, go another way. Number one example I can think of right now at the top of my head when against the Warriors when LeBron called out the out-of-bounds play. Like, it wasn't because he was super athletic. He was able to, you know, point it out. He'd it's, seen it so many times. He'd seen it so many times. So it's like it's, it's something like that. It's <laughs> like Al Horford. It so He's seen times. it literally so many times. Yeah. I mean, Al Horford was uh, in college when I I was in high school, so that goes to show you oh, just wow. how long ago it uh, since Al Horford, just how much experience yeah. Al Horford has. But uh, there's no thinking involved when I got to throw it to Steve DeSager. That's a no-brainer. Steve, what's trending right now in the world of sports, my guy? Hey, Steve. Hello, gentlemen. It is Game 6 of the NBA East Finals tonight. It's coming up in an hour. Miami 8 seed up three games to two, hosting Boston. Heat guard Gabe Vincent looking like he'll play. He was questionable. Missed last game with a sprained ankle. If there's a game seven it would be monday night in boston so the heat still one win away from becoming the first team since 1959 to make the finals after being outscored in the regular season they earned that eight seed point differential was a minus 26 the nba finals won't begin until june the first which is next Thursday. Likely at Denver, but we've been saying that for a few days now. Denver Nuggets at home, undefeated in the playoffs, 8-0. Overall, 42-7 at home. Milwaukee has a new head coach, or will reportedly. Raptors assistant Adrian Griffin, his first assistant coaching job, was with Milwaukee through 2010. Mike Budenholzer was let go by the Bucks after five seasons, including an NBA title. Stanley Cup West Final continues in a half an hour with one seed Vegas up three games to one and hosting Dallas. If Vegas wins tonight, game one of the Stanley Cup final will be Wednesday in Las Vegas. A game six of this conference final would be Monday night in Dallas if the Stars can keep it alive. Florida waits in the Stanley Cup final after it swept Carolina. FS1 is carrying USFL games Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Tennis's French Open starts tomorrow. In golf at Colonial, Harry Hall is tied for the lead at the Live Golf event in D.C. Mito Pereira has a one-stroke advantage. NASCAR 600 at Charlotte is scheduled for Sunday night on Fox TV, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Weather permitting, practice and qualifying were each rained out today. Today's Xfinity race was rained out, postponed to Monday. To Major League Baseball, the Dodgers secured a 6-5 victory at Tampa Bay. The Rays' home record had been 25-5. Phillies and Zach Wheeler got a 2-1 win at the Braves. It was the Giants winning 3-1 at Milwaukee. Victories for Seattle, Washington, and the Houston Astros, who won at Oakland 6-3. The A's record 10-44 and now on the season. Wins today for Texas and Minnesota. Detroit beat the White Sox 7-3. And the Yankees in 10 innings down the Padres 3-2. Padres record now 24-28. and Among the evening games, Red Sox are underway at Arizona. That has won three games that Fox TV is carrying tonight depending on your region. Also, Cubs have a one nothing lead after one against the Reds. Cardinals scoreless after one at Cleveland. Back to you. Thanks, Steve Martin and BJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. Without further ado, let's get my main man in here, Mark Medina. That's on Twitter, at Mark G underscore Medina. I'm not sure if he's got a burner account like Eric Lewis, Mark. Are you out here, tw- are you out here tweeting on the side? 
I never do burner accounts. I have better use of my time. If I'm going to say something, it's always on the official, I guess I wouldn't say verified, but used to be verified. Right, well, account. used to be verified. Well, well, you know what, though, though? I got to say, I can verify because I saw my boy uh, Mark Medina look his spiffy up there on Cowherd's couch earlier this week. My man had his hair combed. <laughs> I mean, all, all right, champ, all right. Hey, man, I, I always got to dress the part, right, whenever I show up. So, you know, uh, as long as... As long as I'm uh, dressing the part on TV, that's good. And if I have a face made for radio when I'm with you guys, that's fine, too. All right. Uh, speaking of dressing the part, we just saw Jason Tatum walking in to the arena down in Miami, whatever it's called these days, not FTX anymore. But the important part, Jason Tatum wearing yet another one in his long line of homages to Kobe Bryant with a 24 on his shirt. Uh, with that being said, Mark Medina, Everybody says this is game seven for Miami right now. If they lose this one, there's no chance they can go into Boston and win another one. Is this series over tonight? What do you say? No, I think it'll be over if there's a game seven, uh, whoever wins that. But look, um, <laughs> Good call. I think the Celtics, <laughs> look, 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 I, I think the Celtics, like, uh, if I had to make put money down on this, and thankfully I don't, but if there are people, like, I want to do that because, look, there's been exactly 150 teams that haven't overcome an 0-3 series deficit, but there is the formula that the Celtics can make history. Like, they're a number two seed. They fell down 0-3, not just because Miami was good, but they really weren't playing up to their standards with Jason Tatum shrinking the fourth quarter, Joe Missoula getting outcoached, Jalen Brown all of a sudden not hitting shots. So it seems like they've suddenly course-corrected and played up to their potential but if I had a guess, I think Miami puts this away tonight. Not because it's a must win, but it's at home, and I think that they feel the urgency to not mess around and go up to Boston. But look, they're going to get me tuning in tonight, and I didn't think I would be tuning in tonight because I've all been over way earlier in the week. So props to Boston for making this a series. What's going on, Mark Vijay Vernon Husky? How are you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Thanks for the pub with everything. That's oh, all good, baby. You know me, man. I like to put energy back into the world. I talk enough smack so I can take it back to and support people. <laughs> Let's move over to the Western Conference. The Nuggets are in the finals. Uh, just a really simple question, man. How how good, not are they, but how good can this Nuggets team continue to be and even grow into a better basketball team? Oh, they're good. I mean, look, maybe I was one of the lone media members that actually paid attention to the Nuggets. So before the series started, I said this is a – team that uh, is a serious uh, NBA contender. They're number one for the reason, for a reason. Even though Nikola Jokic didn't win MVP this season, he's, you know, he's been a two-time MVP internally. They feel like he played even better. Jamal Murray's fully healthy and effective. Same thing with Michael Porter Jr. They have one of the deepest teams in the NBA and one of the best coaches in the NBA and Michael Malone. So, you know, any feelings of surprise that they're suddenly here, I don't get. I mean, anyone that's been paying attention knows that the Nuggets are the real deal, but I also get that not everyone has paid attention to them. So it is what it is. A quick follow-up, Mark. Just as simple as you can answer it, man. Is Jokic the best player in basketball? Uh, that's tough. I mean, full disclosure, I my vote went to Embiid for MVP this season. I thought he had the edge defensively, but look, it's 1A, 1B, potato, potato. Mm. I mean, he is he – is, Amazing, checks all the boxes. The only weakness that he has defensively, he's shown strides in. And, you know, for, thankfully for Denver, they have enough depth to cover that. But offensively, 
zero weaknesses in his game. He can pass. He can post up. He can shoot from any range. He can throw up those crazy 24-second, last-second heaves oh, like, behind his head. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he, he does it all. Uh, Mark, you know, bear with me. So think, t- take this walk with me. It might be a long one. So Giannis won, wins the finals. He has 50 points. He goes to Chick-fil-A, gets, the 50, gets 50 nuggets, and, and it kind of becomes uh, – he kind of arrives to a different level of NBA stardom where, like, his NBA level was kind of unimpeachable, but then now he's getting picked up in a different place. Like, he, he's, he's reaching almost a, a, a more of a household name level in terms of status. After he wins the championship, now he becomes – like, he's doing different things. He's getting more exposure, for I guess is the best way to put it, as an NBA player outside of the more uh, traditional NBA circles. Jokic is an interesting guy, right? Like he's different than almost anybody in the NBA. He's like raising horses, and and he seems to have a sense of humor that is uh, one that, if you pay a little bit more of attention, could kind of come out. Do we uh, are we on the verge? I know he is a back-to-back MVP, so he's obviously an NBA star, and internationally he's huge. But do you think that he could kind of reach more into the national conversation and, and maybe shut Mike Malone up at some of his press conferences? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, uh, even though he, he has the resume that he cited, when you win an NBA championship, uh, the way he's perceived uh, suddenly turns different. The jokes become funnier. There's more intrigue about the backstory. There's, you know, I think a deeper appreciation about the things he does well. Right. Maybe more context explained for some of the things he doesn't do well. And so I think that, you know, prior to him having a chance to win an NBA championship, he clearly has established that he's going to be considered one of the best bigs of this generation. And, you know, I don't know where he he would be ranked among the historical uh, great bigs of all time, but he would be in that conversation. But when you win championships, all of a sudden it's another level. And I think the thing with Jokic, what it would do in short term, it, was, it would knock down, I think, the ridiculous narrative that some of the MVP awards they got weren't deserving. It would also knock down the criticism that he got about, well, MVP awards didn't correlate to winning. The, the playoff exits really had to do with the fact that Jamal Murray was hurt than anything else. Uh, but I think the other thing that I'll do is he's in the prime of his career. So if he's winning one championship now, you you wonder right. this window could be multi-years. And then you kind of do the math and you imagine, okay, how many rings will he wind up having on his fingers? And where does that rank? Mm. Who you know, you can't put Bill Russell. Like no one's ever going to get eleven rings, but right. Hakeem Olajuwon and Shaq and you know all those guys. Will Chamberlain, Kareem six. I think that's going to be the fascinating thing. That if he gets this, there's going to be that extra level of okay, what can he do next? And then how is that going to be viewed historically? I know this one. I know one thing for sure, and two things for certain. If if uh, Jokic does get this thing done. Joel Embiid needs to make a phone call, <laughs> and that is to Jokic to explain to him how the last two years have been. Because everything is coming down the pipe that we've been saying about Jokic for the last two years. Guess what, the Mister Process? It's now going to be all on your shoulders. That's my guy, Mark Medina. Appreciate you, man. Happy Twitter, Memorial Day, man. At Mark G underscore Medina. No burner accounts for him. Just straight hot takes, my man. Appreciate you coming on, my guy. Appreciate you guys, and uh, you guys call 100 all the time. (laughs) Appreciate you, man. Have a good holiday weekend, brother. Is it time for this league to toughen up? 
Martin and VJ get into it next. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Martin and VJ come to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And, uh... Well, maybe we should call this to show a throwback Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, if you're still standing on VJ's lawn, get off of it now. Go ahead, play the Adam Silver sound. There was a point, I believe, you know, probably in around the late 90s when the game became too physical. Mm. And I think we lost some of from the... viewers, you mean? Yeah, and I think for our fans, from the aesthetic enjoyment of the game, where it de-emphasized the particular skill a player had mm. and maybe weighted too heavily um, physicality where mm. a big strong player could come in and prevent a incredibly skilled player from doing those kinds of things. VJ, your response. My response. Thank you. Thank you, Adam Silver, for sticking your foot in your own mouth as the commissioner of the National Basketball Association. For guys like myself, who wants you off my lawn and hangs out in the barbershop for three more hours after I get my cut, just to tell the young people they don't know what they're talking about. Music ain't the same, food ain't the same, gas prices and what milk used to cost. Thank you, sir. 
for saying the dumbest thing you could have said. Did you see Kevin Garnett's face when he said, I felt the game was getting too Physic. Did you see? And Garnett was like, you mean for the fair? Because he, cause he damn sure didn't mean I for the players. Garnett. The way that Garnett over there. Oh, excuse me, but, uh, Commissioner Silver. Because <laughs> I know, I know, no, right? No, 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 no. no. I know, no, I know. No, you're right, no, you're right, no, no, you're right. No, no. I got beef with Kevin Garnett. You are so right. You, I got yeah, beef with Kevin Garnett. Yeah, you are so right. Because when I first started watching the video, I said, what is this from? This ain't his pie. And then I looked in the corner and I saw the little silhouette of the Showtime Now show that they have. So he has the kind of... You, 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 come on. You know the business, bro. He's got to kind of. Steven Jackson he and Matt Barnes got a show on Showtime. Stop it. Is Stop it still it. the same, though? Do they still go at it Stop like they it. used to? Because I know Matt Barnes is pulled back a little bit. Steven Jack going to be Steven Jack. I mean, not all the way back to the palace. At, the, at any point. Okay. At any, all right. At any point, I don't even. The reason I, I said. I feel you, though. Because I, I feel Garnett you. made a better living <laughs> being a tough ass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Going out there and being a tougher than Talk, you. Talking like this. Yeah. So I. Too physical for what? For who? So you can. You, you can take all that Commissioner Silver and do it again. Right how do you sound? How do you sound? Do it again, Commissioner Mark. Silver. <laughs> uh, was too physical back then, Commissioner Silver. Uh, maybe you over there fighting everybody. You were fighting your own teammates. <laughs> yeah, but this was. Oh man, I just thought. All I listen. All I could do was go. Thank you, man. Thank you for putting your foot in your own mouth and telling us exactly what a lot of guys like me been saying for years. For years, you did soften up the league. You guys. Soften up the leaders. These guys, that's not to say everybody today couldn't play in the 80s and 90s. That's not where I'm going. But the simple fact that you are admitting that you took physicality out of the game, which allows guys to just run free. If you look at the guys, I talked about Zach Levine months ago, right? Oh, but VJ, he's dropping 25, 26 a night. Nobody can play defense, guys. Nobody can really D up. You got Marcus Smart that won defensive player of the year last year. He didn't even make an all-defensive team the following season. Tell me the last time that's happened. This was the stupidest thing I thought he could have said. He should have went in a whole nother different direction. He basically said, well, yep, I we softened up the league. We lightened up the league. We didn't want players using their physicality. So Shaq can't be strong now. Olajuwon can't bow you around. Alonzo Mourning? Hello? Charles Barkley? Oakley? Mason? Are you kidding me? This is where we are? And now it's just... It's validity for me, bro. Like, yeah, stop telling me how tough these guys are. Stop telling me how these guys are more athletic and they're better ball players. Man, they are allowed to run free. I say the same thing in the NFL with receivers. You can't touch a receiver. Receivers can run free, guys. It's not the same. So, yeah, I'm going to be the old guy. This. I thought this was great, but I thought Adam Silver, this is the dumbest thing you could have done because you just let a lot of credence. And if I'm the players, I'm like, hey, hey, commissioner, you couldn't say nothing different because we have to eat this now. We we are the ones who have to take this, not you. You're not the one playing. We're the ones player. I loved it. I thought it was the dumbest thing he could have said. He stuck his foot in his own mouth, Martin. I've heard you say this a few times, so I, I got to get you right. Okay. Rudy Gobert was the defensive player of the year, but the year before Marcus Smart okay. did not make an all-defense. Okay, no, I was just asking. Yeah, year, I'm asking. So there's the, a guy. Okay, good. Just, yeah, so there's you, another guy. You said, when's the last time? Happened a year prior. Okay. A year right before. So, so then, are you really? The, how are you the defensive player of the year, and you can't make a defensive team the following year? You're proving my. That's what I'm saying. You prove my point. You're well, taking. You're taking the the defense out of the game that a defensive player of the year can't even make an all defensive team the following year, Martin. That's what I'm saying. Okay, I just what well, you said. When's the last time it happened? I'm, yeah, it happened. I, I wasn't saying that it's never happened before. I'm saying somebody tell me when it was. 
I just did. There okay, you there you go. Well, it's and showing. Thing, it's I was showing. talking to a guy in the league about this, and I I will die on this hill. And if I ever get a chance to vote, I'm looking at you, Mark Medina, shaking my fist. If I ever get a chance to actually put my impact on this, no defensive player of the year will get my vote if you can't switch one through four. Yeah. If you can't guard on the perimeter and on the block, especially in today's you don't game. qualify, pan- yeah. you don't qualify, champ. Wow. Rudy Gobert would have never been my defensive player of the year. Why? Because if he switches on to the best players in this league, he becomes barbecue chicken, as Shaq <laughs> would say. Coming up next, are we on the brink of history? We better not. We'll see you in Miami. Coming up next, Martin and VJ. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. That's right. Martin and VJ broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com. I'll help. I'm sorry. We'll help you get there. (laughs) Somebody will help you get there. Probably TireRack.com. That's what I'd I'd recommend. They got an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. It's the way tire buying should be. VJ, I said earlier today to Jason Tatum, he uh he generally will waits till his back's against the wall to have some of his highest his best moments. That dunk his rookie year against LeBron was in his was in an elimination game. We saw him come out game seven in Philly where he came and uh or game six to the game seven where he had a terrible first three quarters, bombed away in a fourth quarter of game six, and then and then continued that stretch through game seven in Philly. And uh he walked in today with the Kobe jersey on the two four on his chest. And if they're able to pull this off, I mean, I don't know what we're gonna do. I don't know what we're gonna do either, man. But and, and, and he's he's just Are we really ready for for Boston to have two back to back? Or not back to back necessarily, but in two different sports, three oh comebacks and seven game series. Yeah. Think about the people you know from Boston. Are you ready for that? No, I no, I'm not. I used to live in Bristol, Connecticut for seven years, so I know a ton of Celtic fans and a ton of Northeasterners who uh, I've been able to talk a lot of trash to this series. And I've been talking about the Celtics over the last three or four years. But on Tatum, Tatum's a guy that you he's really hard for me to figure out. I know he's a really good basketball player. I get that. There's nights he looks like he could be an MVP candidate. And then there's just certain nights he looks like, okay, yeah, he's just a good player because MVP candidates, they do it night in and night out. Now, over the course of 82 games, you can say, well, you average this or you average that. I, I get it. I, I know that. I know how averages work. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I may not be as highly educated as some of the listeners or some of the people that I'm sitting next to to my right here in studio, but I do get basic stuff, which is which is averages, okay? Well, you're highly educated, okay? You know that. That was that was a that was a salute. Don't, don't take it as a joke. you said it was a pejorative. Yeah. It's like somebody says, oh, you look great today. And it's like, whoa, because every other day I look like top living. Yeah. No. You're right, BJ. Yeah. I am highly educated. Shout out to the University of Michigan for undergrad and University of Southern California yeah. for my master's degree. So school of Amherst, right? Communications, Amherst, and what it was? Annenberg. 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 Amherst Annenberg. is in Massachusetts. Yeah, there you go. So, and back, so back to Massachusetts, we go with Boston Celtics and Jason Tatum. This this team, if you think about it also, too, we've heard so many rumors about them breaking this team up well, over the last two years. Rumors of they want to trade Brown or, 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 you know, try to figure out what to do with Marcus Smart. We may see that come to pass this offseason, but as far as Tatum goes, I think tonight, I, I need a 40-point game 
and a dub from Tatum. If he goes for 37, 35, 36, and they lose, it's not going to matter. But if he goes for a 40-plus 40, 40 burger and they get this dub and they get it back to Boston, I it, it, that props to him. And I think it'll take a little pressure off him. I think he still needs to uh, kind of rewrite the finals last year where his numbers went down from the regular season to the playoffs to the NBA finals. His numbers declined each way along the way to being up 2-1 to one and then losing three straight, losing that series in six. But he, he's got to be the guy, in my opinion, tonight. They got all their role players, and I mean, people can talk about Jalen Brown all they want. I need Jason Tatum to go get this game. If they win this game, I need Tatum to be the guy to go get this game tonight. This is your moment to be that. You talked about Bam. You talked about, okay, Bam, here you go. Right now, tonight, a game like tonight, all right, Jason, here you go. You want to go on the road? You want to pull a LeBron? You want to pull a Kobe and go on the road and save your team's season? Really on your shoulders? Here's a perfect example to do it. And Vegas has them favored where I don't know where the hell that comes from. But well, they've been favored. They, I know, every dog, game every this game in the series, which is crazy as hell. If you just put the tape on, it was one of my favorite lines I love to say. But I do still think the Heat gets this one because I just don't know if I can get that from Tatum. I, but I would like to see a 40-point game from him tonight and put the team on his shoulders and go get, and go get yourself one and get it back to Beantown. For me, with Tatum's game offensively specifically, because defensively, I think he's un- actually a little underrated when he's actually I agree. locked in. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he, however you feel about Bam stonewalling him towards the last down the stretch of the uh, game, uh, the last game they played. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's about so we, there's certain types of players in the league that can get to the rim, yeah, with impunity. And I like to say they look like they grew up playing outside. Right, yeah, like Anthony yeah. Edwards looked like he grew up grew playing, playing on a guitar. Right, playing on the, on the hardwood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not on the hardwood, no, no, guitar. on the tar, yeah. on the concrete. Yes. And in part, the reason why you did that is because your jump shot is not necessarily going to be the most forgiving. Gust the wind blows, and then that's a legit thing. You know what I'm saying? Play it's outside. Windy outside. Yeah. Jason Tatum needs to go play like he's playing outside. Mm. And if you look at him, you look at every other premier scorer in the league. In fact, just look at the premier scorer on the other side of this. Jimmy Butler. Goes to the bucket. Well, not only that, <laughs> he's got a spot. Jimmy Butler tonight, by hook or by crook, good or bad, is going to take four shots from the right block. Yeah. From the right block yeah. extended. Yeah. He's going to take four shots between the three-point line and the right block. Yep. That's where he's, he's going to – and if and look, if he doesn't like the look at first, he'll pump fake and still stay there. Yep. That's his spot. Yep. DeMar DeRozan – popped into my head just now for whatever reason. He is going to shoot his jumper at the free throw line. Kevin Durant. He's go, it doesn't you yeah, you, you can, can literally <laughs> be inside DeMar DeRozan's jersey. Yep. He doesn't care. As long as his feet can come down, he will shoot it at the free throw line extended and not only that, he will shoot it at 40%. Yep. It does not matter. Steph Curry at the top of the key <sighs> for 3. But you could be inside of him. You could jump on his back like a backpack. Does not matter. Pause. I meant to say inside of his jersey, but (laughs) there you go. Anyway, it does not matter. He's going to hit 40%. Yeah. Jason Tatum doesn't have that same spot. Jason Tatum doesn't have where where across. His move is the sidestep three, which we have only seen work with incredible efficiency once in the league's history before. And that's with James Harden. Isn't that also true? And to me, to, 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 to put a pin on it. Yeah. Tatum's got the ability to get to the rim and dunk on people in a way that James Harden didn't when they were using at the height of their athletic powers. James Harden has obviously lost some of it. 
But when he was still in Houston uh, as an MVP candidate, his athleticism to me, Tatum's is much better. It's much better than it was at that point. And, and not only that, that leads a lot more credence to just it's either a three point shot league or penetration to the rim league. Not a lot of people have that mid game. That's what makes Jimmy buckets stand out. And you're right. When you watch Jimmy play, when he's when he's low box to free throw line, he's just as dangerous there on the right side as he is from the three-point line or when he puts his head down in the sides to get to the basket. You want to talk about also, too, a place you know he's going to take his four shots. Three things. He's going to do something else tonight three times guaranteed. He's going to beat your guy down the court and get a long baseball pass from body, pump fake you pass him, and get a dunk or a layup for for after you score. Like, after you get it in, they're going to get the ball in quick. Jimmy's already going to be under the bucket, sealing somebody off with his hand up. I, they, he That's another spot and another go-to move for him, especially when Kevin Love is inbounding the ball or gets the inbound. He's such a great passer. Reminds me of watching Moses Malone back in the day getting that ball in and getting it up the court. But I, I agree with you with Jason Taylor. That's a very interesting point. Where's his spot? Like Kobe had a spot, Mike had a pull-up jumper spot. Durant, Kevin Durant, one Durant, dribble oh pull-up from the free throw line. You, 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 either either yeah, way, either, either one, side, one either side, pull-up from either the three-point line. That's just that's either his side. favorite one. Yeah. So Tatum does. You're right about that. I, where's his move? Where's his go-to? LeBron's move? got the spin. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. everybody's got something that they, when 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 it gets down to the nitty gritty, Mike had when, the fadeaway. When you need the moment, another fadeaway. Dirk had the fadeaway. Oh, let me, the one foot. Let me, uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a yep. sh- uh, shake right, spin left. Shake left, spin right, yep. turn around, yep. kick my foot so high like a rocket, and make a jumper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just need to keep the defense off well, and get the it, shot off. It's just something that you know. After a while, and I'm not saying that Tatum's not working on his game. That's ridiculous. I'm not saying that. I'm not claiming that. But you just look at seemingly to me from my eye. The premier scores in this league, the guys who, when they get a forty, it's not a surprise. They all have a move, or they're six ten. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and they just get rebounding, and they just get the Anthony Davis forty, where they rebounding, dunk, you know, turn around, you know, something like that. He gets hot from three though. Anthony Davis, Anthony, I'm sorry, Anthony. Oh, you say Anthony Davis? I'm thinking Anthony Edwards, who who will get hot from three. But he can shoot. But I'm saying the whole idea is you can't guard me. I'm going by. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get anything. The phrase I love to use is get anything you want. Let me ask you this though. You said he's not working on his game, or he's not not working. On his game. I agree with you. I'm sure he's working on his game. He works his ass off in the offseason. I'm guaranteeing you that. Have you seen Jason Tatum, though, improve over the last two full seasons? Or do you feel like we're still kind of seeing the same Jason Tatum we saw, let's say, 21, 22? Like he, uh, no this, way. You know, it's not the same? Okay. No, I mean, think about it. Like that game. I think the last game, year and a half, we kind of see the same guy. I mean, and that's where I'm for, lost with him. And that's where I'm lost. Half, to two I mean, years. Been, I said to two years. He's, been, he's essentially had residence in the Eastern Conference Finals since he got into the NBA. Yeah. He's in part a victim of his own success. Hmm. And I was thinking about this. This is so random, but just bear with me. Take the walk. I had a – my first grade teacher got pregnant. My second grade teacher got pregnant. My third grade teacher got pregnant. And my fourth grade teacher got pregnant. All in a row. Yeah, hey, you're well, bad luck. Well, I mean, maybe I mean I, I imagine they would think it's good luck, right? Bring life into the world. But I say that to say, for the first four years of, of grade school, I had long term subs for uh, uh, like ha- almost half the year, right? And to this day, 
I struggle with long division and multiplication. <laughs> and because like, you had different people I'm, teaching it. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, I wasn't necessarily, they weren't necessarily, you know, cracking down the whip. I had a bunch of subs, right? Yeah, so, like, true. it was easy for me to, to, to. You watched a lot of movies. I Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and look, I, I turned out all right. All right. There's no, yeah. there's no complaints yeah. about it. But I just stay to say, I was not necessarily set up for success in the math department coming into middle school. <laughs> all right? <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't have all A's. Uh, Jason Tatum is may just need a minute. He just needs to take a little second because he got thrown in and had immediate success. Right? So now when the classes gets a little bit harder hmm. and there's no one else to point at, there's no Kyrie dysfunction, there's no, no there's no uh you know, the coach situation, all of that. You're the head guy in charge essentially because reality of the situation is as much as Joe Mazzulla is the head coach, Tatum is the guy at this point in time who's kind of running the show. So it's he, on, they so go it's as on he him. goes. So it's on him. They go as he goes. Okay. Uh, but the thing I say, he's is so young in his NBA career and has had so much success early in his NBA career that I think it's too early to try to claim to him to be somebody that he – like, think about it. Giannis didn't win a title until he was – excuse me. Giannis didn't win a title until he was, what, 27, 28? Yeah. Tatum's 25 and has been in four Eastern Conference Finals. That's impressive. It is impressive, you know, but – there's still much to be desired. Yeah, there's a still, championship. Still, but literally, still, that's the first. That's the last place be... you can get before a championship is the final. Okay, well, well okay. and the second to last place before that is okay. the Eastern Conference final. All right, so I'll go here. You and I are both Pistons fans. I'm. A, I don't know how deep you are, and I'm a lifelong diehard. Okay, Pistons. Oh no, I love. I love my Pistons. <laughs> there were a time where the Pistons went to four straight Eastern Conference finals before they finally broke through, got to the finals, beat the Lakers in five, and then went back and lost in seven to the Spurs. But after like the first two or three years. We got tired of saying, oh, yeah, we've been to two, three straight Eastern Conference. It's time now to go get a championship. We already know you could get to the Eastern Conference Finals, but the goal at the beginning of the season, especially for the Boston Celtics, is not to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. It's to win an NBA championship. This ain't Oklahoma City. This ain't the Memphis Grizzlies. This isn't the Denver Nuggets. This is a team that's got 17, I believe, banners hanging in their rafters. The goal is to go get a championship, especially to your point, that you kind of submitted and placed yourself in three out of the last five Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, kiddo, it's time to go get a championship now. So that's why I think that's why I said the stall, the 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 stall of the the talent is like okay, ah, now you're good and you're borderline great, but you, you haven't taken your team over the hill. Do I see a better Jason Tatum than the Jason Tatum I've been watching the last two seasons? Yeah, he averaged thirty this year. Okay. Cool. It still didn't even get them the number one seed in the East with him averaging thirty a night. So that's that's just the point I'm making I, is it's I, time now is, is like for him got, to go get a ring. An a plus, he got an A minus. Like I don't know what the you know that's the like. It matters whether you're applying to the Bowie State or Harvard. It matters whether you got an A plus or A minus. Harvard's the championship. If you got the A minus, you know what I'm saying? You got UVA, Harvard, UVA, you ain't going to UVA, State, yeah, UVA. Well, if you're black, no you disrespect still, to Bowie State. I know. That's why I was about to add. If you're black, you can still choose an HBCU over an Ivy League school if you want to go with your people and go with your heritage. So I, I, I know people that got into Ivy League schools and then decided themselves to go to HBCU. You know how I feel about HBCU. It's in my blood, it's in my family. But with Tatum, again. Okay, you you've done well, 
but we need you to take that next step. We can't just keep saying, oh, he's been in this many conference finals. Okay, and you're in another one right now. And you're looking at getting sent home and and, and you're looking at getting sent home in six. You're going backwards. Jalen Brown had made three shots from the outside before game five in this series. Just as, a, as an aside. I never even was a Jalen Brown Martin believer Martin and DJ like is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Most of the time, I don't buy a guarantee with a single dollar. But this one... This one, this one just might be cashed in tonight. We'll get to that next. Martin and VJ. Martin and VJ. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. It would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, coming to you live from the Tyrac.com studios. And I tell you what, uh, we need to... We need to do a real a deep dive on this one day, VJ. Okay, a, a real, uh, a real in depth look into, and we should do one of these both all time and current of of athletes who are not afraid to speak on their like say it, talk out loud. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I like it. I like who, what I'm hearing. You know, you know the guys who are the best talkers, not necessarily like Dylan Brooks. So I think Kevin Garnett's off your list now, huh? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Mr. <laughs> Commissioner Silver, uh, uh, the league is getting a little too physical. <laughs> you mean for the fans? For the fans? I'm sorry. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> anyway, no, uh, uh, never in my life that I would make fun of Kevin Garnett. <laughs> well, actually, you just did it for like three minutes, but go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Was it never in my life that I think Kevin Garnett would sound like that, talking to Adam Silver? Anyway, Jimmy uh, Butler. Would be high on the list of current guys. Let's okay. take a listen to this. We just got to play better. Um, start the games off better on the starters. Um, make it more difficult for them. They're in the rhythm since the beginning of the game. But we're always going to stay positive, knowing that we can and we will win this series. And we'll just have to close it out at home. Now, see, you got some people who come out and talk about, you know, we just need to win one game, focus on one game, so on. And to, to be fair, Miami only needs to focus on one game because they only need to win one more to advance. However, Jimmy has been talking cash money as opposed to cash blank. Cash money yeah. since the start of the playoffs. And for my dollar, he's one of the best talkers because in part, when he backs it up, like I would love to see him do tonight because he has in the first two rounds of the playoffs and they need him now. Yeah. It also, it's almost like I said, it looked like they sandbagged game five. It looked, yeah. It did. I didn't like it one bit. No, they said bad game. No, five. I, they I were, agree they with getting, you, but I'm right, like, they dude, were getting crushed. dude, dude, they weren't though. They, it was a 20 point game, and at the, like it was points in the fourth quarter with like six minutes left. It was a 13 point. game. I know, game. but it wasn't a 13 point game, and you get what but I'm saying you, the way if, I say that. If Miami that. scored 14 more, I, I know, then they would have won I, by one. I know, in a, in a series in which you've seen. Boston choke away multiple double-digit leads. Yeah. It felt like a questionable move to me, but who do I know? Eric Spolstra, he's the coach. But we've seen – there's a saying in sports, like when you look at a box score and you didn't see the game and you see the score, you go, oh, man, they got their ass kicked. But if you put the game on and watch the tape, it's like, oh, no, that thing was kind of nipping. Yeah, it was about 14, 15 point for most of the game. Got down to nine or got down to eight, and then they just pushed it up towards the end with some late-game fouls and some free throws. But, no, when you – Watch that game. The Heat were getting. The, I was the Heat, watching yeah, the, the game. Heat were getting and handed. The whole fourth quarter, they were getting handed their ass the for whole three fourth quarters. quarters. It that was game. a fifteen point game. I get it. And and I mean, look, Boston I put it like took this. their foot off the throat because they like knew this. they were going to close that Jason game out. Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown didn't check out till four minutes left in the game. That, that doesn't mean they take their foot off the okay, throat well, though. Well, what it just because they were still in the game, they had an opportunity to close it out. They let it. They decided not to try to take it. That's what. And I don't think that in a world in which you have the opportunity to do something now, you wait till tomorrow. Well, okay, That's so that my puts strategy. me – I thought about a conversation watching the game the other night when you and I were, were uh, the the Bucks series against the Heat where the Giannis question came up about the injury. And you and I both said, we figured that the Bucks thought, okay, we'll sit them this game and if we lose this game, we can bring them back and we can get that one. Then Jimmy goes off for a ridiculous, what, 50, 50 points or something crazy like that, and they lose that game. And we were both sitting in studio, and I was the main one saying, I don't like that. You don't concede playoff games. You just don't you don't know what's gonna happen the next game. You don't know who's gonna go off for 50, 51, 52, 47, 48, and 12. You just don't know. When you can get a game, you go get the damn game. You don't concede playoff games and they should have done in game five. Exactly. You got a team that's five hundred at home in the playoffs. They are 
waiting to get punched. And I get that you punched twice in that game. There were two times that Miami tried to come back and like tried to make a run and Boston answered. I would punch him again. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen these guys fall. Nah, that's when they know, okay, we're up 3-1. It'll be 3-2 after tonight. We basically have two games to get one, and we've already won here. So even if we have to come back, I don't think I don't think this whole notion that this is a game seven for Miami, I totally disagree with. Miami could go win game seven in Boston. They've already beaten Boston in Boston. You brought up the stat of it's December. Also quite literally not an elimination game. Yeah, exa- exactly. But and also you brought up the stat. December 18th. I remember it already. December 18th, 2021. They 2020. are one, 2020. Oh, 2020. December 18th, 2020. They are one or two games above 500 at home in the postseason. You don't think the Heat know that. You don't think the Heat. They may not know the exact December 18th, but they know we can go back and even if we have to, we can go get this game in Boston in the Garden and Beantown and send them home in a game season, a game seven on their home floor. I just don't like it because you just don't know what your twisted uh, Bam ankle or twisted Jimmy Butler ankle from like, uh-oh, okay. How about now we're now we're an ankle? Yeah, pretty much. And they were testing him tonight. I mean, we, can, we don't have to value him up here no, I saw on the games. But he's gonna, it, it, he okay, so like he's, he's going to give it a go. He's going to try to give it a go tonight. But – I, I still think that you have the tools. Jimmy has been talking. He's been backing up his talk, and I agree with you. He's one of my favorite post-game soundbites, especially when he's sitting there with the hoodie on and he's not even looking at the report. He's kind of got this dead-eye stare forward as he's answering the questions. Very serene, very matter-of-fact, very, very, you know, concise, very, you know, like, listen, I'm going to just answer y'all questions so I can get out of here. I'm not going to play around with well, y'all. Because it's something and, different entirely when a guy comes in like, we're going to kick their ass! Yeah, well, no one, no one, no one's gonna do that. But you know what it's like when somebody's coming in and they're like, like when somebody comes in there and it's like, who are you trying to convince? Us or, or so yourself? You. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like it's the like, pretty girl in high school that's got to tell everybody she's pretty, sweetheart. Who are you trying to convince? Yourself? Or are you trying to convince us? Because you've been saying this since your freshman year. We're seniors now. We understand what you look like. You don't have to keep telling us. So I agree with you, but I, I, I just think I still think the Heat get this one tonight. But I do not. I do not like conceding playoff games and just thinking, okay, we can go back home and get this one because Boston is a tried and true team. This team was in the finals. As much as I talk about Tatum and them needing to win a championship, you have stated yourself they've been in this situation. They've been in Eastern Conference. Now, I told Bucky Brooks before he walked out of the studio, before we started our show today, all the pressure tonight is on the Heat. There's no pressure on Boston. Boston can really play free tonight and just really let it fly because you're already down 3-2. Even though the Vegas odds have them winning, most people think this series is over tonight and that they're not even going to get you know, to the NBA Finals. So if I'm Boston, just play loose. Jimmy, not Jimmy, excuse me, Tatum, put the team on your back. Jimmy, put your team on your back. That's what I would love to see. I would love to see a shootout between Tatum and Jimmy tonight. Yeah, you, know, you say most people. I don't know. Maybe we got different Twitter timelines. I feel like people are uh, have as soon as Boston won a game, it was like, oh, are we gonna see history in the making. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, coming up, well, after this, we'll have the start of Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals. But before we get into that, we'll have Steve Desager updating us on everything on the world of sports. Steve, what's going on, my guy? Two minutes away from tip in Miami, the eight seeds up three games to two, hosting Boston in the East Finals tonight. A Game Seven would be in Boston on Monday night. As for the Celtics lineup, Malcolm Brogdon 
out with what's called a right forearm strain. And yes, guard Gabe Vincent of Miami does return. He missed the last game with a sprained ankle. He's averaging about 17 points a game in the series. On Thursday, Kyle Lowry started in his absence. Lowry in 30 minutes had five points and four turnovers. To the NHL, Stanley Cup West final continuing in Vegas tonight. It is scoreless mid-first period as the Golden Knights up three games to one are hosting the Dallas Stars. Florida awaits in the Stanley Cup final. If Vegas wins this evening, game one of the Stanley Cup final will be in Las Vegas Wednesday. Tennis's French Open starts tomorrow. NASCAR's 600 at Charlotte is scheduled for Sunday night on Fox TV, 6 p.m. Eastern time, weather permitting. Practice and qualifying were each rained out today. Today's Xfinity race was rained out, postponed to Monday. To Major League Baseball, three games on Fox TV right now, depending on your region. The Cubs are leading 4-2 over the Reds after four innings. Red Sox ahead 2-1 at Arizona, bottom of the fourth. And the Cardinals in a 1-1 tie at Cleveland, top of the fifth. Seattle shut out. Pittsburgh 5-0. The Pirates offense went 2-for-29 with 17 strikeouts. The win to the Mariners, Luis Castillo, who pitched six innings. San Francisco on a two-run homer in the eighth, one at Milwaukee, 3-1. Philadelphia held on 2-1 at Atlanta. The win to Zach Wheeler, eight scoreless innings, 12 strikeouts. The Dodgers won at Tampa Bay, 6-5. Freddie Freeman, two doubles, two walks. He's batting 333. Yes, Kansas City lost again, and yes, Oakland lost again. In KC, Washington beat the Royals 4-2. Royals record 15-38. The A's are 10-44. They lost a 10th straight game. Houston beat them 6-3 in the Bay Area. Wins for Detroit and Texas, for Minnesota, and the Yankees, who in 10 innings edged the Padres 3-2. DJ LeMahieu, two hits, including the tying solo homer in the seventh. Oklahoma softball won its 48th straight game, a new NCAA record. This season, the Sooners are 56-1. Oklahoma homered in the ninth to eliminate Clemson today and advance to another World Series, trying for its fifth national title in the last eight years. They've just tipped off Boston at Miami. Game six of the NBA's East Finals. Back to you. Thanks, Steve Martin and BJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. And as Steve just said, he's absolutely right. They did just tip this game off. Gabe Vincent in the starting lineup for Miami. Kevin Love not in the starting lineup for Miami. Caleb Martin in instead. Jimmy Butler misses a shot. No score still with 11.20 left as uh, Martin and BJ come to you live from the TireRack.com studios. BJ, you did want to talk earlier about this, uh, about DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. He's been released now from his second team, and I said I wasn't surprised. And generally, I think because NFL teams don't like signing other people like to that contract, mm-hmm. right? I think it was plenty of uh, plenty of suitors, but at the seventeen million or yeah. so that he was going to be making in Arizona, not so much. Yeah, I was, I was, I was slightly surprised. I, I really was because I thought they would at least try to make a deal and try to get something back from for him. Uh, thirty-four million left, two years left on his deal, and they pretty much just said bye bye, like like a straight up Martin bye bye, like bye bye, like be gone, <laughs> like seriously. But the comedic side of me being a twenty-one year stand-up comedian, I thought, yeah, bro, you put out a list of quarterbacks you want to play with. All right, here you go. <laughs> Watch what you wish for. Take your ass on it. You want to go play with all these other guys? And I and I did retweet the article about him saying that because I I thought that was crap. I'm really not into players talking about who else they want. Want to play with? I think it's disrespectful to the guys you do play with and the franchise you do play for. 
and now we've made it just this normal thing. Right. Well, well, I mean, what's the matter with? Well, what's the matter with it is that you you have other teammates right now, bro. Generally, like, um, uh, without having a list of all the guys that have done it, I feel like those guys are pending free agents more often than not. But okay, so in my opinion, just wait till you become a free agent. I still think well, I, I still don't like it. Eventually, like there was, yeah. he wasn't coming back to Arizona. Like that would have been a. So I don't think anybody was interested in that. Maybe, from maybe, so, maybe so. so I, but I think it's like it's just a matter of the date on the calendar. I, I still that's fine. And wait till the date on the calendar comes. I still don't like it. The fact that you still are employed by that team, you still are on that team's roster at that point. But like I said, the comedic side of me looked at it and was like, okay, well, you want to go play with somebody else? Go ahead. Now these quarterbacks you named, I, I tried to check some of the numbers and I didn't get to everybody. I hope they have the money to pay that you were gonna make and that you think you probably deserve. Now I did see something out there where somebody thinks oh maybe a one year deal and Kansas City would be. Be the smart thing, like a prove it to me year, and you go play with Pat Mahomes, being that he was one of the quarterbacks on the list. My team that I would love to see him go get signed to, even if it's on a one-year prove-it-show-me deal, would be the Baltimore Ravens. I think he would be great there uh, for Lamar Jackson, who has a big arm and who can throw the ball down the field and get it to him. He would immediately be your number one. They've already added some other receivers there, some other pieces they have there. Rashad Bateman, hopefully a Big Ten receiver out of Minnesota. He comes into his own that people expect. And you you got Odell, but I think Odell's going to have a very average year. I don't think, I think he swindled them into that $15 million. Like when JJ signed with the Cardinals. I said, yeah, $33 million. That's a swindle deal. He definitely won't live up to $33 million. But that's the team I would love to see him with because it gives Lamar Jackson, who he knows now is in, 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 uh, entrenched there as their starting quarterback for foreseeable future. I think it works, man. I, I would like to see the uh, Andre Hopkins end up in Baltimore of all the teams that could possibly go get him. I'd be shocked if he goes to Baltimore seeing all the resources they've already Ooh, that was a close call in that Boston-Arizona game. I thought we were about to see two outfielders go uh, Benny Hill and smack right into each other. Like the Cincinnati and Cubs game yesterday, if you guys saw that one. But anyway, oh, yeah. Uh, no. I landed hard, man. But I'd say uh, uh, the thing about Baltimore, they've already invested so much into their pass catching and uh, their their receiving core at this moment, and especially so much in their quarterback. I'd be really surprised to see them go out and get DeAndre Hopkins. It'd be Dope if they did. Mm-hmm. I just don't. You do got to feel the rest of your team. Yeah, I do. I wonder though, as you know, never played wide receiver in the NFL. This may sound crazy. <laughs> I don't know if playing for Patrick Mahomes is like the juice that everybody wants it to be. Don't get me started. Well, it's just don't like get me started. So much of his success is unscripted after the play. Mm-hmm. So much is, and don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean he can't run it. The like run it uh, one, two, three out. One, two, three, four, five out. Like doesn't mean I'm not saying he can't do the fundamentals. But we see so much of his success is you know behind the back dump offs or you know you know Magician-like throwing the ball through your legs. And, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. and yeah. I wonder like like an Odell Beckham would have made to me a, a ton of sense there because the issues that he had in Cleveland were. He's freelancing. Yeah, he's not. He's not run eight he's roll not, twelve. He's not running. The he's routes. not run eight roll ten. Yeah. Like he's not. He's not doing that. He's not running the route tree. Right. So he, he he's doing kind of his own thing. And Mahomes has had incredible success doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. But part of me wonders if you were a uh, uh, like a route technician like Devontae Adams, for example. Yeah. Somebody who will get open with his eyes, right? Or like 
somebody who's just this feet are incredible, so he's moving you all over the place before you even get there. He doesn't need to do all the extra stuff. He is running eight rolling ten. You know what I'm saying? He's five yards in. Yep. Like that's he's he's, he's doing what he's doing because he doesn't need to do anything yeah, else. He's wide miraculous, open. Yeah. So I just wonder if I am. Mm. You know, it's it's something to think about, especially a guy like DeAndre Hopkins who uh, quietly does not practice very often. Yeah, and not only that, he's had some injury issues. Um, you know, so is he even going to be available? We know the best. Uh, ability in all of sports is availability. Is he even going to be available for them? It's going to be really interesting to see what type of money that a team gives him. I I would be surprised if anybody gave him anything more than a two-year deal because I think the two-year deal and then the second year would be a team option type deal or somebody's just going to say, okay, you know what? We think there's always one GM that thinks he can use that guy or he can change that guy or he can get that guy to buy in. There's GMs think that all the time, especially about skill position players on the offensive side of the ball. And like you said, he likes to kind of – do his own thing, and and, and I mean, it's going to be like to run his routes, and he's going to need a quarterback. I know he threw out there Justin Herbert. And, and, and do the Chargers have room for him? He threw. He talked about Josh Allen. They're, they're, the, the Bills' receiving room is so crowded right now. Then you, you got you, Gabe Davis. Somebody's going to be the odd man out if you were to bring a guy around him. That's why I thought Baltimore fit because to me they don't have a bona fide solid one. Yeah, they have a RW a WR one on the roster as far as the letter and the number next to the player's name. But as far as when the game starts, do you have a true one? That's the team that he, if he went to, he would undeniably be the number one guy there, and I think he would be able to help Lamar. One moment. Sure. Just one moment. Sure. We got to stop with this WR1, QB1. I like that. RB1. I know. I just started I just started doing I'm that, not, just so you know. I just started it because I kind of heard some guys doing I know, it. And I'm trying to, I'm I was trying like, to get you know out what? here I now. like that. This ain't fantasy football. I'm LT1, like like no, the tackle yeah, at the, yeah. prime, at the combine. This, this ain't fantasy I'm football. LT, I'm LT1. This is not how that goes. <laughs> there are – every team does not have a tier one wide receiver. Every team does not have a tier one quarterback. You want to talk about last year, the New York Jets, they had a QB1. His name was Zach Wilson. Yeah. Can, like this whole QB1, wide receiver one, no. There's a, I'm RB1, baby. There's a, no, and, and no, you're not. There's a list of elite running backs. That are tier one, and then there's tier two. Guess what? There ain't 32 tier, uh, tier one running backs in the NFL. There ain't 32 tier number one wide receivers in the NFL. If you don't have one of those, you don't have hey guys, a wide off, receiver one. Hey guys, get off Martin's lawn. Hey, that's, that's me over the fantasy. I can't stand Get off fantasy. Martin's lawn, guys. My no. lawn, too. Me and Martin. See, nope, nope. You no. got a lawn now. No, that's You not, got a lawn right. now. Well, when I start talking about sports that happened in the 80s, you then got, you can talk about you, my lawn. Well, you can't do that because you're only 30-something years old. You can't do that. But you will have a day. that You you, had, you started your lawn just now, just so you know that. You laid down the first pieces of, of a sod. Fantasy for, is for not your, real. For your, for your And it's the right money now. Is. The you don't play Michael fantasy? Jordan exists in real life. You don't play fantasy? No. Are you? Oh, I didn't know that. You don't play fantasy football? It's not real. I, did, I didn't know that. I don't like it. It's not real. I did not because know Because you know what happened? Some jerk like Chris Perfect will come over here and tell me that <laughs> the reason why I lost is because Chandler Candizero hit three 50-yard field goals in a game. Like, no. I don't want to. If, if you play fantasy the right way, I can deal with you. There's a few rules to fantasy football. Auction draft is the number one without a doubt. No kickers is number two without a doubt. If you're not playing like that, congratulations. You're in the minor leagues. Did Del Curry birth the reason we insulting. might have the next Tiger Woods? Uncle VJ's Corner is next. 
Martin and VJ. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, it's time for the segment Sweeping the Nation. Uncle VJ's Corner. All right, everybody, gather around. <laughs> it's that time of the week. Oh, man. It's that time of the day. I've been telling y'all, man. You know what time it is. Yes, it's time for everyone's favorite uncle. And you add the cherry on the top. It's time for Uncle VJ's Corner. Yes, sir. What up, what up, what up, everybody? As always, man, Uncle VJ in the building. VJ Vernon Husky, the big vanilla funny. Chilling here on a beautiful 75-degree day in Los Angeles outside. Clear skies, man. No rain. All that's gone. We got nice weather coming all along. And I'm always over here on Vanilla Drive and Hanson Boulevard just hanging out. Y'all come over here and have a seat with me, man, because I got a great vanilla brother of the week for you guys, man. I want to talk to you about a gentleman born in 2000. It's a young buckaroo I didn't found that I thought was super, super interesting. Interesting. From Memphis, Tennessee, always displaying the three sees to be a vanilla brother sister of the week always stay cool calm and collected played four years of college golf started off at the university of memphis and then he transferred hbcu in the building baby howard university i know all about howard university i just spent many a times at the quad and those listening that know about the quad and the mcdonald's across the street <laughs> y'all know exactly what i'm talking about 
But what's so interesting about this story is that this program was dead, men and women's, until a certain NBA player pledged that he would fund the program for six years back in 2019 by the name of Steph Curry who is a golfer who's going to play in one of these big celebrity-style golf things with Pat Mahomes and a bunch of other players, this young gentleman decided that he would take Steph up on that and help resurge the program there, the golf program at University of Howard, Howard University, this finance and economics major. This man, this, this, this kid has done it, man. He made his PGA debut last year when he jumped up into the Wells Fargo Championship at the TPC in Potomac. Shot a 77 and a 75 and a plus 12 before missing the cut. But what's so great about this story is this happened two weeks after his father, who got him into golf, who was a professional and a pretty good golfer himself, Mr. Gary Odom Sr., ended up dying from heavy kidney failure, chronic kidney failure, on May 1st at the age of 67. And this man had to go out and make his debut with his mother there in tears. Just so happy to see this is another African-American breaking into golf and making a name for himself. Kind of like Tiger Woods did over 20 years ago. He was quoted as saying, my dad was my strength. And that turned me on hole by hole, pause. Odom also said, I couldn't feel down. I had to just be lifted up in his spirit. My dad was hurting for so long. I'm glad he's resting his peace. He said his dad, last thing he said to him when he was noted that he was going to get the PGA Tour exemption to go play in the Wells Fargo tournament, his dad said, don't go unless you're going there to win. Let me tell you something else this young man's there. There's something called the PGA Works Collegiate Championship in their 36th year right now, ladies and gentlemen, that has HBCUs and Hispanic-serving institutions that allow their kids to come there and play golf and play in this tournament. Guess who's won it the last three times on the individual side? Mr. Gregory Odom Jr. also placing fourth with his team with Howard University. He's also played in two other pro events. He was in the Price Cutter Charity, charity event at Highland Springs where he had eight birdies and eight bogeys that's not a bad day it's shooting a 72 and another 72 on the e on the even par and that's way better than what i do in 2022 last year he was at the memorial health at panther creek beautiful course where he shot a 68 on the par and a 72 for an under two with only four bogeys and eight birdies hey ladies and gentlemen y'all better start to pay attention to a man by the name of Gregory Odom Jr. Right now, a few stats. Average drive accuracy, 71%. Average drive distance, 274. With a 64% of greens and regulation. Mr. Gary, Gregory, excuse me, Odom Jr. I got my eye on you, player, and I'm glad that you're doing big things for HBCU and other young black people to look up to to go into the sport of golf like Tiger was there. You, sir, are the Vanilla Brother of the Week. Week. Got the Dallas Stars won, Golden Knights won in the middle of the first intermission there in the Western Conference playoffs for the for the National Hockey League. Boston right now is a five point lead with two minutes left in the first quarter. More on that and more. Martin and VJ on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. That's right, Martin and BJ broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there with an unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com It's the way tire buying should be. Right now, Jalen Brown just got an offensive rebound. That's a travel. All right, it's a it's thirty four to twenty nine right now. Eleven thirty six left in the second quarter, and Dallas Stars, Vegas Golden Knights, sitting at one one in the middle of the first intermission. Yeah, Vegas up 3-0, 3-1 in that series. And as I was just telling you and talking during the break, I watched all of these games, and they've been all competitive, great games. Two of them have gone in the overtime. But Vegas is just a better hockey team. And if Dallas just thinks they can just kind of just get the puck up and skate with them, you know, speed for speed, that they're not that's not how they're gonna win. And that's not how they've been winning. That's why they've been getting they've been getting beaten and down this series. I would love to see them get this one though and send it back to Dallas just to see how interesting it would be whether Vegas can go say, okay, we blew it at home. Let's go close them out at their place in game six and get to the uh, the Stanley Cup where the eighth seed Florida Panthers are awaiting us. Uh, much like this game right here. Even though I picked Miami, I just told you, I said, you know what? It would be it, it would be cool to see Boston win this and then let's get a game seven and see where this thing goes on Memorial Day afternoon. Well, afternoon for us, but Memorial Day evening for everybody back east. So we'll see what's up. But two great series going on. Right? Two great games going on right now. Jalen Brown the last two games to me has been one of the biggest differences between uh Boston and uh and Miami. Interesting. Let's talk about what we just saw on yeah. TV right there, VJ. Jalen Brown, as I was saying, has been I mean, in this game he's starting out he's five for six from the floor with eleven points after he just made that free throw. He's got eleven of Boston's thirty five. However, hmm. as, as he was at the free throw line, he turned around and had something to say to Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry walks up to Jalen Brown before he attempts his free throws and lets him know, you know, hey, pal, I didn't really like that. Touches him on the small of his back. Jalen Brown says, hey, pal, you couldn't have touched me there. I didn't like that. And <laughs> hey, it was like, hey, pal. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the movie Sorry to Bother You? No. There's a scene in the movie that goes, uh, no, it's not Sorry to Bother You. That's not the one I'm thinking of. There's a scene in the, similar to it, but I'm thinking of Ocean's Eleven when they're blocking the okay. security camera, and now I can't think of the guy, the actors, his names, but they're the two brothers. One of them's Casey Affleck. The other one is is Khan. He's James Khan's son from the famous guy from the uh, famous actor. But they're going back and forth. It says, uh, they're arguing. Like, how do you do it, pal? It's like, what do you say, buster? Yeah, like, what do, you, what do you mean, bud? And he's, what do you mean, jerk? And then they end up, they end up getting the words you can't say. Sounds online. like a skit from Key and Pill. So that's where I was going with that. Okay. You know, I think, oh, and, and sorry to bother you. They're like, wow, you smell great today. Yeah. The other one's like, man, I really like your shirt. Yeah. You know. So. Well, there is a meme where the two guys, the one young kid was in the new Coming to America movie as Prince Akeem's son. They have that meme going on, the two, the two black guys, the two brothers that are standing there in each other's face. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a, a better magnificent day. I like your shirt. I like your tie. That type of deal I've, I've, I've seen. Yeah. I mean, like that. But that whole little exchange was really interesting because the Boston, whatever was said, by Kyle Lowry, the Boston players didn't like it because everybody that's standing on the block waiting to get for the free throw attempt where you stand for free throw, they all left their spot and walked up to Kyle Lowry. Before you knew it, he had three or four green jerseys around him before a referee got in there and you see some some white heat jerseys uh, step into the picture and come defend their guy right there. So as Marcus Smart gets a pump fake and one to the chest right there to uh, get a bucket and a foul, he'll go to the free throw line. There's your guy. Bam, kicking out to 
your uh, alumni guy right there, Mr. Duncan Robinson. I don't know if you're allowed to speak about the fact that Duncan Robinson played in big-time college basketball minutes. Be careful. Why not? Because, <laughs> you know, he undrafted from Division Three. Oh, yeah. Nah, nah. He played big-time. Like, nah, he played big-time. I was actually there. Yeah, like, he... physically in the arena. I watched Duncan Robinson play in the Big Ten. Exactly. I watched, yeah. it, I watched it happen. Yeah, guys transfer. <laughs> hey, but you know what's going to happen with the transfer portal? We're going to get that so much. It's going to be like, okay, where do you say this kid's from? From. He played at three universities, or he played at two universities where he actually played. Like, he didn't sit on the bench and then go, okay, I'm out. We're going to get to the point where guys are going to play a season, get playing time on the football field or basketball court, and then transfer. And then it's like, okay, well, where do we say the kid's from? Because he played a season there, he played a season here, he redshirted there. So he basically went to three damn schools. Where the hell do you, when, when they do the um, the introduction on Sunday Night Football, when they say, and here's the Miami Dolphins defense. And, you know, they say the player in there, and it said player says his name's going to like Jalen Ramsey, corner, Florida State. They say their name. It's like, are they going to say, uh, could it say like Joe Burrow? LSU, Ohio State. Like, can you say both schools? That's where we're probably going to end up with. But interesting game going here, man. Just well, a three-point game like between the you, C's and the Heat. It's like what you're doing uh, for, like, real life. I think you're from where you graduated high school at. Okay. So what do you rep more? SC, where you got your after, where you got your master's, not a chance. Or Michigan, where you got your undergrad. Michigan, of okay. course. Okay. So you, so do you have SC gear that you rock around the house when you're cleaning? Do you put on that SC hoodie I to, bought, to, to I have go do your laundry? Fight on shirt. One. Okay. I have one, and okay. I actually just found a badge that has like my SC ID on it. Okay. So I held on to that. Yeah, I know some people that take but their post grad school way more because they went to a bigger. Post grad school, like they went to a you know like a middle of the road name wise, no such thing as middle road colleges, education, education. But they didn't go to the big school for their undergrad, but they went to their big school for a master, and they rep their master school. Yeah, that's whack. More than they do their yeah, undergrad whack. school. That's whack, Rob Parker. I'm looking at you. Well, that's well, whack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great example. That's whack. That's a great example. He does too. He does. Raynell does the same thing. She went to UC Riverside. But she rocks USC hard. She graduated the same day you did, right there in the Coliseum oh, on no the field. Yeah, I told you that once before. Because when I saw your picture online and I saw the year and the date, I said, "Get out of here." She was same, same school, same My classmate, same Annenberg School of Communi- uh, School of Communications. She graduated the same day to say on a on the field at the Coliseum the same day that you did. How about that? As yeah. as an Annenberg grad as well myself. Um, oh wow, I didn't yeah. know that. Okay, wow, um, look at you but, guys. But I I do I do want to take umbrage with the that's whack just because my Uh-oh. undergrad didn't have sports. So all right, there's several different things that you could do. Like like if that's the scenario, like you went to freaking Mount Holyoke, right? They're in the okay. I understand. I get it. Are you you like, I think all our sports were like NAI. Are you with the, like Albion College is a great example yeah. in the Midwest. Yeah. If you went there <laughs> and you're a fan of Michigan State, I can allow it. I can understand it. But if you went to a school like Northwestern or Purdue, yeah, yeah. that's no, your team. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't be over here talking about. And they got about, your 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 post grad from UCLA. That yeah, yeah you can't, can't run can't around with Bruins gear on. You can't do the ones you try on. to do both at the same time. Oh wow! I say you got to pick one. Yeah, you can't do both. I, I just, I, I'm not here for that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not here for that. To me, it's where you went to undergrad. That's that's your squad. Mm, okay. That's that's your team. All right, and you know what? You could pick a different team if you wanted to, but then you know what you're cheated out of? Every Florida Atlantic alum. 
who's been watching Florida Atlantic, our San Diego That's State alone. Yeah, that, there you go. You get cheated there you out go, of that. <laughs> If you're a fan of TCU and you've been a fan of TCU for all this time yeah. and you didn't jump to Texas or Texas Tech or Oklahoma or wherever, guess what? You played in the national championship this year. Yep. Now you got Molly Wop, but that's a different story entirely. Yeah. You were there. You were in the dance. Yeah. And that's a, you know what? That's a hell of a lot of fun. I'm I'm like I'm I'm older than you guys, so I'm I'm more of the Al Bundyish uh, you know, fame of high school. Like high school, because high school is special. And everybody goes to high school. Everybody doesn't get to go to college, but everybody pretty much goes to high school. And you know how Al Bunny, he once scored four touchdowns in a high school football game for Polk High. And there's actually a Al Bundy jersey you can go online and buy. So I'm with you on that. High school is where you're from. Wherever you went to high school and spent your time there, becoming a lady, growing from a, a teenage girl to a young woman or a teenage boy to a young man before you go off to college, I, I, I love to see people still rep. I still have high school gym T-shirt that says Garfield Fizz Ed on it. I can't fit it anymore, but I still have it and the shorts I still have in my possession. Not a chance. And that's 24 years ago. No way. Yeah. I don't have anything from any... You don't have anything from high school? You guys don't have nothing from high school? My diploma... Oh, okay. Well, that's at my mom's house. I don't, I don't know even have that. that. My mom's got that in a file somewhere. I haven't needed it for at least 16 years. I think I maybe have like an old sweatshirt blanket from St. John's that I keep around, okay. but that's about it. Yeah. And you guys know you could go online now and order. Like if you wanted to get I'm the good. feel. If you No, nah, see, well, okay, I guess I'm, all right. So I'll give you guys something else to make fun of me of then. So. It's, it's, I, I keep up with my <laughs> high school if only because like it is a way to connect with people I know when I'm doing my podcast and they see I'm from Toledo, but... Yeah. I'm not. I, I I cannot tell you the record of the St. John's Titans football team right oh, now. Oh no, I still follow Garfield Senior High School, Dale City, Virginia, Smoketown Road, Garfield Indians football program and basketball program every single year. I'm online on Max Preps, checking them out game after game, seeing what they're doing. Max and, Preps still exists. Yeah, Ma- yeah, Max Preps. Oh uh, hell, yeah, yeah, I used to work for him. I used to call games for him. But because I have friends whose sons, who I have friends that I went to high school with whose sons are now on the high school team that we played together on. So it's cool to see my boy Chris' son is now the quarterback for Garfield High School when him and I were playing at Garfield together. So I, I definitely still keep up with my high school and high school sports. Damn, homie. In high school, he was He's the, the man, man, homie. Don't even finish that line. That's you. I don't, I don't. My high school 15-year reunion was last weekend. I was sitting right here talking to y'all. Well, that's because you you got things to do. There's, I mean, you know, you're you're doing a radio show. You're doing a I've nationally never done a global high reunion. I've never done one either, but I I, I could have went back home. I just didn't, you know, didn't want to fly all the way back east for it. If I lived back home, though, I probably would have went to my 20th. I, yeah. I, I probably would have went to that one. The thing is, though, if you lived back home, you probably would have seen everybody you graduated high school with in the last that's 20 true. years. That's, that, that's true. That's true. That's true. The running joke is when I go home is the same people. You know, you know how they say the same people are standing around doing the same. No, they're doing the same thing. Nothing's changed. They still go to they still go to uh, Brittany's, which was a sports bar in my town for ten cent wing night on Tuesdays. We were doing that back in nineteen ninety three. Well, if they're <laughs> I was at, a sophomore, if high they're school. at Brittany's right now, <laughs> they're watching the Miami Heat. They have a uh, four. Uh, the there we go. The Celtics have a four point lead right now. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo combining for nine points on three of nine shooting with eight minutes left in the second quarter. The others are the ones getting it done right now. For Miami, <laughs> as Shaq would say, as Kyle Lowry misses a jumper and Jason Tatum pushes out the outlet pass. Uh, it, what do you see going on here, Martin? Why do you think they only have nine points? We, th- we need these two guys for Miami to be the guys tonight, right? Look, here's the thing. Here's the thing. 
It's you got very, a Bam thing. Well, it's just very much like we, very much like last week. Mm-hmm. We watched Jamal Murray go off for thirty in the first half, right? Yeah. And what did I say then? All right, Joker. Now it's your time. While we were leaving because our show was it's over. It's your right? time. We were walking out the door. Yep. You think Jamal Murray's going to score sixty-five points in this game? I don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't imagine that this is sustainable. What you got right now is a boost. Is a step up on the ladder. You got to go ahead and continue to finish climbing. And what did Joker do? He 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 boy climbed that thing like it was a, like it was a, the Culver City steps. He closed it out. Okay. So here's what I have to say right now. Bam bam. Jimbo. Mm. This is your time. This is your time. Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, and Max Struess, Caleb Martin, they got you right now. 7.45 left in the second quarter with a four-point deficit. You have combined for nine points, Mm. Jimmy and Bam. You think Jimmy can get hot? I expect Jimmy to get hot. You, but you, you, you and I were talking during the commercial break. You have a Bam thing. I, I never thought of him as a superstar. I, and I, I'm just surprised that some people have. I've, I've never seen him as a superstar. He leaves much to be desired to me. He I, is a I, star that should be that. It feels like he should be better than he is. Oh, it feels okay. like he should have by this point. The way that you feel about Jason Tatum. And the way that you said, Bam's been in the last, in three of the last four Eastern Conference Finals and still has no turnaround jumper. He still has. That's true. He's got yeah, no post game unless he's looking or somebody's setting up pick for him and he can roll. If he could just turn around, face up, and shoot off the, shoot, uh, you know, a couple feet off the block with the, with the, uh, off the backboard. Kevin Love made a career out of it. Duncan. Tim Duncan made a career yeah. out of it. I just because yeah. Kevin Love's on this team is if you think of it. Kevin Love comes in there and those yeah, shots are available <laughs> for Kevin Love when he's being guarded by Robert Williams. Now the reason he can't play in this series because Robert Williams on the other side is running circles around him. But you would think that the idea. I I really have a lot of trouble with guys in the league who don't have a semi consistent jump shot. You gotta, oh, yeah. you gotta have to be. If you can't shoot the ball, it's the name of the game. To me, it's like being in hockey and saying you're a bad skater, yeah. <laughs> or like or, a yeah. baseball player who can't throw. Yeah, like nah, we're all all baseball players can throw. It's just a matter of of ability. But the everybody can, all can skate. It's a matter of how good can you skate. Everyone in the league should be able to shoot. It's a matter of how accurate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, Jimmy Butler's not very accurate. He's one for six right now. So if there was somebody, if there was somebody, not to, to blame, but somebody to kind of say, okay, you got to get you going, buddy, it would be Jimmy Butler. He's one of six from the field. I'm looking at Bam Adebayo get boxed up by Marcus Smart. I rest my case. <laughs> Martin and BJ is brought to you by Discover. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything that you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out now for yourself at discover.com slash match. We got the Dallas Stars, Vegas Golden Knights all tied up two apiece in this. I mean, one apiece in the second quarter. Boston with a five-point lead on Miami. We'll have more on that coming up next. Martin and VJ, Fox Sports Radio. Martin and VJ coming to Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Live in the Tyrac.com studios. I'll tell you what, this all makes me think of South Beach, but uh, Miami. <laughs> Look, Jason Tatum, I think, is seven for seven for right now with 19 points. And Bam and Jimmy, you combined at the last I looked for it. So I should have probably told you back I needed with a, drop kicks instead. Right. Shipping up to Boston. Whoa. <laughs> I told you I needed a 40 point night from, from Jason Tatum. Well, he's halfway there, uh, well before we're halfway through the end of the game. So there you go. Is this shocking anybody? 11-point lead, 52-41 right now at this point, under four, uh, right above 4, 4-15. Is this surprising to you guys? I wouldn't, it's not necessarily surprising I just, me. I have that dread in my gut thinking about what Bill Simmons or, or some of the Boston people are going to say if Boston, another Boston team comes back down 3-0 in a series. Mm-hmm. Bill Simmons, huh? Yeah. We're gonna hear all about that. I told for a you, very I, live, long I, I lived up there, and it's for probably seven deserved, years, bro. If if Heat blow this, it will be absolutely deserved. W e e i. I know all those guys. I think that's kind of where I'm at with it, Chris. That's what I'm thinking about. <laughs> no, seriously, because no, just the seriousness right on my mind. Of, the seriousness of your voice right now is like you're really go ahead, go ahead. I, I need because this is I'm on I'm three uh, two games ago. Joe Mazzulla was was going to be crucified. Okay, second row, Joe. Yeah, yeah. They they, they were uh, exiling him from the country. All right. Now and, and singing this praises of uh, singing the praise of Eric Spoelstra, myself included. We we were talking I was about, about to Jason say, both Tatum's of us, like, both of us too. Yeah, we talked about Jason Tatum just being the guy who's not showing up in the big spots. 
And I still kind of, oh, I still kind of feel that way as Bam lands directly on Jimmy. This is off to a tremendous start for Miami. We'll see if Jimmy and Bam are all right. But part of the thing I'm thinking of here is, like, I I hate the term house money, but Miami was the eighth seed coming into the Eastern Conference Finals. Once you get to this point, I think you should try to win it, right? Like the idea of house money, like you know, is oh they they were they were never supposed to get here. Like I think LeBron and the Lakers should have tried to win the title. And I think they did, but like this to me would be more indicative or more indictment on Boston, even still, than it would be in Miami. That you got down three zero to that you got down three zero to, uh, to the yeah, eighth seed. I, I get where you're going to an eighth seed, yeah. Like it's still even if Miami wins, like if Miami wins this, it's catastrophe for Boston. If Boston figures out a way, it's still the same story of we let games go that we should have probably won. Is this a bigger issue? And once we got locked in, we were able to come back and win the series. But yeah, too little, you. too late. And and, uh, and and I and I agree with you on that. The, the story, if they lose this series, the Heat, no one's gonna crucify the Heat. No one's going to crucify Spo. No one's going to crucify. They're going to say, well, you know, Boston was the better team. Yeah, they were up 3-0, but Boston, people are trying to find, well, Boston could have won game three or won game one or could have. You know, you will get that. But if Boston loses, you're right. It's it's very much. We, we were burying Joe last weekend, It guys. would be like, very similar to the way. It was Jover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Brand>. <laughs> I like both of you guys just hit second row Joe. That's good. And it's Jover. Put that on the T, man. Dude, we need the. Oh, God. I'm I'm tweeting that. That was good, Brandon. That was. I'm tweeting that. But I just, it's still to me. Isn't it that like, like we'll talk about Miami the way we talked about the Lakers at the, when they got lost, when they lost slight changes. Do they need to make this or like this change? Not like, oh, this rod, you know, this, this terrible situation was just so bad. Choke, choke, choke. It's like, no, nah, they got beat by a better team. If Miami loses this, they still got beat by a better team. But it's just, I think there are, you know, if I would look at this roster and be like, okay, maybe this has got to upgrade off of Kyle Lowry, or maybe we need another wing, right? Maybe Caleb Martin needs to play a bigger role next season. What did I just I, say with the like, with it, the offseason with Bam? If you, if they were to go get a guy, and, and I'll ask you two gentlemen, if the Heat say, okay, we're going to go get a guy, we need to add to this team, we're going to go get a guy, Bam automatically becomes the third option, correct, guys? Because you're, you're going to go get somebody that's Jimmy Butlerish level. I don't think you go get somebody that's well, that Bam's better than. You go get somebody that's better than Bam. So he then becomes your Chris Bosch to your Wade and LeBron. But I, per I don't se, even right? think about better. Like I know, I know that's how we kind of gauge these conversations. They need another ball handling scorer. Cause Bam is showing it ain't him. Yeah. That's what it is. They need somebody else who can move the ball, shoot the ball, can go get their own shot. You look at you look at Boston. At times, they only got Tatum that can get their own shot. Sometimes Jalen Brown loses his handle. Marcus Smart can be hit or miss. It's Tatum. Yeah, for that, yeah seriously. You know what smart, I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it's Tatum that's the guy that can go get his own shot. And like we said earlier in the show, he does not necessarily have a padded move yet. 
at this point in time that is go-to for his going shot. But let you look at, at Denver. Look at the other teams in the playoffs. Yeah, the no, other teams right. that have been around the conference they finals. Go and get buckets. The, they go get buckets. LeBron and AD were getting buckets. Yeah. Murray and Jokic were getting buckets. But then you had other guys like Brown step up. And, and also, too, to, hit, we, to, to add the, to 10 we, to 15 off the pass. We were dumping on we were dumping on Gordon, and all he did in the closeout game was had 20-plus points that really showed up big for the Nuggets to win that game. To your point, to your point, yeah, you have other guys that I need you tonight. And this was like my this, – this is my thing with Draymond Green. This is my thing with Draymond Green. I really – I love Draymond Green. I think he's great for – he would be great for any team because of the passion and the knowledge of the game and the way he can facilitate your offense. But when you need him to go get you a bucket – it's a 50-50 proposition, man. It's not even close. And one night, he, he can go four or five games where he's averaging eight points. And they don't get 23. But can you get me that 23 that night I really need it from you? I need it from you. That's my question. So uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, bro. I agree with you. So we'll see how that plays out. But right now, let's go to Steve DeSager to get all that's going on in the world of sports, not just this basketball game. Steve, update me, my guy. A lot going on. We'll start with the hoops. The Boston Celtics, with two minutes left in the first half, are leading at Miami 55-49. to The Celtics have 23 points in the first half for Chase and Tatum, and the team is shooting 56% from the floor. Meanwhile, for Miami, Jimmy Butler, until a bucket a moment ago, started one of of eight shooting from the floor. Butler does have four assists to lead the team. A game seven of this series would be Monday night in Boston. The Celtics in their last 20 home playoff games are just nine and 11, just five and five at home this year in the postseason. The Heat were up three games to none in the East Finals. It's three games to two, two minutes to go in the first half. Boston leads for what it's worth in the Celtics otherwise great history. When they fall behind even two games to none in a series, they've lost almost every series. 19 of the 21 when they've lost, when they're down two games to none. But Boston is winning, hoping to force a game seven. Meanwhile, in the NHL, Stanley Cup West final has Vegas tied 2-2 with Dallas mid-second period. Golden Knights lead the series three games to one. If Vegas can win this evening, game one of the Stanley Cup final will be Wednesday in Las Vegas. Florida awaits for the final. NASCAR 600 at Charlotte is scheduled for Sunday night on Fox TV. Weather permitting, practice and qualifying were each rained out today. Today's Xfinity race was rained out, postponed to Monday. To Major League Baseball, Mets scoreless at Colorado in the second. The late game in a half an hour will have Shohei Otani 5-1 on the mound in Anaheim as the Angels host Miami. And there are three games on Fox TV right now, depending on your region. The Reds lead at the Cubs 6-4, top of the seventh. To the ninth, Cardinals tied 1-1 at Cleveland, and the Red Sox are ahead 2-1 at Arizona. Earlier, Texas won again 5-3 at Baltimore. The Rangers are off to their best start in franchise history, 33-18. Dodgers won 6-5 at Tampa Bay. Philadelphia edged Atlanta 2 to one winning pitcher Zach Wheeler with eight scoreless innings and 12 strikeouts. Seattle and San Francisco with victories. Houston, 6-3 winners at Oakland. The A's have lost 10 in a row. Minnesota down Toronto, 9-7, a total of seven homers in that game. And good news on Brewers shortstop Willie Adamas. He was in the hospital overnight. 
problem was early in last night's game in Milwaukee, he was leaning up against the railing of the dugout and took a line drive foul to the head and went to the hospital. However, his manager says he spoke to him by phone. He's doing okay, in good spirits, no fractures. Adamas has been placed on the seven-day concussion IL. Back to you. Thanks, Steve, and uh, goodness gracious, prayers up for Willie Adams. Yes, yes, and, yes. And uh, just thinking about that as we introduce our uh, MLB Bro content reporter who always joins us this time on Saturdays, Demarze Morris. Demarze, what's Hello, going on, my guy? How we doing? Doing well. Let's doing get, outstanding. What up, Demarze? Let's uh, knock things out of the park to get started with your Power Five. Power Five coming into this week. Number five, I got the Houston Astros. Uh, like I said last week, I, I know where they're going to be once Altuve's back in his groove all the way. They're still a loaded team, defending champs, so i got to show them some respect there. Number four, I got the Dodgers. Uh, can't go wrong with the Dodgers. Uh, uh, let's call rotation, getting healthy. I know Gonsolin came back not too long ago. Still got bats. They're still getting some things together. Number three, the Texas Rangers, baby. There you the, go. I got the Texas Rangers number two. I got to give you guys credit, man. I got to show respect where it's due. Nathan Neovaldi balling out, going crazy. I love Josh Jung, Jonah Heim. Like, I, I like what you guys got. So I got to start uh, showing you guys some respect right there. Number two, got the Atlanta Braves. We already know what they're about. Loaded lineup. Marcelo Zuna getting it going. I know he didn't have a homer today, but he was hot the last three. And, of course, number one, the Tampa Bay Rays. They've been number one all year, so I don't think I got to say much about them. But, yeah, Tampa Bay Rays coming in at number one. What's up, Demar? VJ Vernon Husky here. How you doing, brother? I'm good, VJ. How are you? Now, I'm going to start by saying I hope you don't think just because you let my Texas Rangers in your top five that you off the hook with me because you got them sitting at number three. And when I look at my Texas Rangers, I see first in batting percentage, first in RBIs, fourth in hits, second in quality starts, and their best start in their franchise history, as the great Steve DeSager just told us about during our update. And you still got a team like the Atlanta Braves above the Texas Rangers, who's got a rook and junk who's playing out of his mind. We got a pitcher in great as five and one. We're in a big series on the road in Crab Cake Town against where I grew up going to games up at Camden, uh, Camden Yards. The Orioles and blasting them 12 to 2 and then put another five runs on the board today. How are the Texas Rangers not your number? At least two behind them, Tampa Bay Rays, who we have a, a, a set coming up with next week. We got the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll, we'll figure out what's up, what's up with us and them in the second week in June. How do you not have my Rangers at least one or two, brother? Talk to me, Tamar Jay. I still think Atlanta's the better team, just talent wise, from top to bottom. They got some guys who uh, Austin Riley got off to a little slow start. He's trying to get it going again. Vaughn Grissom, you know, hopefully he can get things going. But, yeah, I just think they're the talented team still, so that's the reason why. But, hey, y'all in there, though. Y'all in there. Y'all in there. You know <laughs> we saying? in there. All right. So, in in, so we're not in the VIP lounge, but we did get into the private invite-only party. We in the Demarge party. We just not upstairs where the high-priced crab cakes and the champagne is yet. We're not up there yet. Oh, y'all about to be, though. Like I said, I like what you guys are doing. Okay. I got to touch your respect. Now, I got you ahead of the Dodgers because you guys got a better road record. Dodgers are kind of struggling on the road, so I had to drop them below you guys. Okay, so, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take it till next week. So, Demarja, I got to ask you. We're looking at, and this is uh, numbers from yesterday, but the AL East is 47 and 47 against each other. The Tampa Bay Rays have, I had it right here. Where did it go? The Tampa Bay Rays have 24 more wins Outside of the division, and the no, the the next the next closest team has only twelve. Mm. Are the Rays gonna win the East almost? 
by default because by the time that they play everybody else in the division, you know, it, it, they'll have such a head start because of all this interleague play. It's looking like it, and I don't like the change. I don't like that they, they made that change to the schedule. You want to see these, especially when the, when the division is this good, you want to see these teams playing each other as much as possible, beating up on each other. So when they do meet in the playoffs, it's more interesting. We got a storyline. We got, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm not a fan of that, of, of the change at all. It feels weird. It feels like like it, I, yeah. I don't really know how to, how to go about it, right? I guess they want to backload their schedule to have division games seeming like that matter more, like and have the top of the you know the AL East pennant race, I suppose. But the way it's shaping out, if the Rays keep winning at this rate, it seems to me that they might be able to have a losing record in division and still win. Or, or, you know, and still be able to – I don't know. It just feels It just feels ugly to me. I'm not a big fan. I agree with you. I agree. It, it does feel ugly. Hey, Demarge, I want to talk to you about a story that I kind of caught my eye this weekend, and I did some research and went and found a bunch of videos, and I watched Brian Kelly, who I think is a real good baseball mind, speak about it with some former players on his panel and his show. Marcel Azuna and his swing – that's hitting catchers in the head, which is very, very dangerous, especially that he recently just caught Will Smith in the head, and Will Smith was really pissed off about it, being that he's coming back from a concussion himself. Now, concussion isn't something that's really associated with the sport of baseball very often. And there's a debate out there, do the catcher have to adjust? Does he have to adjust? And there's a lot of aerial views where that back foot's kind of on that batter's box line and, uh, and kind of past it in some pictures and videos that I've seen where he's hit at least six different catchers on his swing. Where are you at with this story? Is it him? Do the catchers need to adjust? Do the league need to step in and say, hey, man, get your ass in the box, bro. This is, we, we can't have this. This is a small destruction that shouldn't be nothing. Where are you at on this story with Marcel Azuna and this bat swing? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm everywhere. I feel if the catchers know this has been an issue lately, you should probably be aware. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to bat, make sure you got some distance. Just, just be aware because you know that this is an issue with him. With Ozuna and the coaching staff, they got to get together and work on something, fix some mechanics, do something. The league definitely needs to step in and say, come on, bro, get in the box, step up a little bit. Like, it's ridiculous. You know, you, you want your product to be healthy when you're stepping on the field. So it's definitely not, not good that this is an issue. And I don't know why it is, but, yeah. Now, and also, too, on on a competitive advantage, because I, I played baseball, and I know if you kind of step up deeper in the batter's box, it, it the pitchers have to adjust now. So that breaking pitch, you can see, you get a split second to see it a little more. That curveball, you get a split second to see it a little more. I understand maybe he's trying to get a competitive advantage here, but when you start to put the health and injury of players in the way, you need to just kind of step back up, bro, and just do it like everybody else is doing. Agreed? I agree, and he's he's a good player. So I yeah. mean, even if he goes step up and had to adjust, I feel he would be fine. I uh, feel his production would be fine, and he would still be solid. I know this. Somebody hit me in the head with a baseball bat. We gonna have to we gonna have to move some furniture around this right, sucker. Right, right, right. Oh, hey, my bench better clear. My bench better clear if I get hit in the head with a bat. I need everybody off the bench. I mean, especially if it, if it's coming in some like like I saw that Will Smith thing. Like, I mean, look, look, bro. Step up. Yeah. Like, you can't hit me in the head with a baseball bat. He's standing outside the box. We can't let this happen. Like, no. 
because you talk about baseball is not known for concussions. Well, generally, that's because you're not getting hit in the head with the bat. <laughs> Most of the time, if, if people were getting in the head with the bat more, there'd be way more concussions. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but you know what? That's all right. My guy, DeMars A. Morris from MLB Bros, he's a content reporter, always steps up to the plate always. every time he comes on. There's no concussion waiting with this guy. Appreciate you, pal. Appreciate you. Have a great holiday weekend, brother. All right, we got the we got uh, Miami and Boston at halftime. Boston with a four point lead. The Vegas and uh, Golden Knights and Dallas Stars tied two apiece right now. We'll have more on that coming up next. Martin and VJ Fox Sports Radio. Right hand dribble right away. Do you love Selena? Like really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of us. We're figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it it would have been been The podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Up. Tips to Marcus Smart. Pretty good look. Left side three. Got it. Martin and VJ coming to you live from the TireRack.com studios. That's a Marcus Smart three. That's the progressive play of the day brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Thanks to the Boston Celtics Radio Network for that one as they have the lead at halftime. And uh, have you ever seen this movie, Boondock Saints? Of course I've seen is, Boondock it, I don't know Saints. if this is Are from the movie. Me? No, uh, it was Departed was the big one that used it. They used the Departed. The Departed. That's, that's who it was. Yeah. That's what it was. The Departed. The Departed. It was Departed. But Boondock Saints. My fault. Oh, I, got yeah. my, I love I got movie. my Boston movies mixed 13-year-old up. 13-year-old me loves 
loved Boondock Saints. Yeah, I caught Boondock Saints on cable one night, late at night, just flipping through the channels and caught it right when it was starting. And when the title of the movie came up, it's Boondock Saints. I'm like, what the hell is this? And I just put the controller down and I ended up watching it. I, I just caught it on a whim. It's a very great. good, super dumb movie. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I was trying to stupid. debate if I should, should try to push it with my entertainment journalist girlfriend, who is, is all about prestige films like the whale she's all over she that type of stuff boondock saints <laughs> absolutely it is, like, it is the like, biggest dumb her, boy movie and like i like movie. movies that are like i guess you're stone your typical stoner comedies like i i, I can get into like, the, all the dumb latin movies these too. guys the, the prayer and the latin these guys are using is so out of left field yeah there, yeah. There's only like one good part of that. It's probably William Defoe's acting, but other than that, it's just. But see, like I can appreciate. Yeah. Like I'm a big fan of movies that explain what they are in the title. Snakes on a plane. Yeah. There's no question <laughs> what, what that movie's about. going to be about. <laughs> right? You know yeah. What I'm saying? yeah, I'm with or you. Like that was half of the advertising about it was look, that it was right in your face. Yeah. Speed. Yeah, we yep. ain't gonna go slow. Nope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everything's fast. Right. Crash. So, cra- Crash. Right, right. I don't think this was going on without yeah. conflict, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I like to know Anchor what man. I'm getting into, right? Right right yeah. as I'm walking in. And I'll Robo-cop. Give you, I can have time for your for your 1917 <laughs> and Parasite and, and the movies that win awards, La La Land and whatever. I can understand them yeah. and appreciate them. But sometimes on Friday night, like last night, I'm looking for something that's named like Bam. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Because I, I know what I'm getting out of. I know it, what I'm getting. An explosion here, a witty line there, yeah. some gunshots, a nice ninety-minute thing that comes right and it, and it boils down right as it's uh, right at the end. Speaking of the dumb last guy movie. movies, and you mentioned stoner movies. When I go back and watch Half Baked now, I really go. I, like I really, I really question how did I like this movie back then when it first came out. I really watch it now. I watched um, CB4 the other night. If you guys remember CB4, I remember CB4 with Chris Rock playing the. It was a, basically a parody on NWA, but I might have laughed once or twice watching it the other night. But my friends and I used to recite the hell out of that movie in the 10th grade. I only got eight bucks. Yeah. That's from Half Baked. Oh, yeah, That's yeah, the scene when he's taking Shorty out of the out, day. And, he, and he's and calculating. He, the, he's doing the mental math. She's like, let's get a hot dog. She's like, oh, yeah, okay. And hot my, dog. <laughs> my boy takes the change. <laughs> I got somebody. I got somebody. Yeah, no. I, nah, you see that. You watch it when, now and it's like. When you look wow. at a movie like that, you have to look at it back. At, you have to go back into the time where you actually saw it the first time. Like, like I can't watch Pineapple Express. I was about to bring that today. one up. Yeah, no, I can't. And it's think, not funny. This is hilarious. No, it's but not if funny. If I put myself back into the 11th grade when I saw it in the movie theaters and thought, wow. James Franco has really figured something out here. <laughs> I actually met James Franco. I did security on red carpet for Annapolis with him and Tyrese Gibson security! of the uh, the uh, the Naval Academy movie. I, I worked the premiere that night and had a chance to meet him. Went to the after party and everything. He's pretty cool. I, I'm wondering about this now myself because my dad showed me one of his favorite comedy movies, Monty Python, The Holy Grail, uh, like when I was way too young for it. But at the same one. time, by the time I grew up into it, though, like everyone's been quoted that movie to death. Everyone knows yeah. every line from Monty Python and The Holy Grail. And, and the other movies, too, I grew up with, but just still ring today. My favorite one of all time. I'll watch it every time it's on Friday. 
and I can recite it word for word. I can do the emotions. Well, I can do every character. I will Friday never not and think next Friday. Friday wasn't funny. If you've never seen them, you have no idea how many times those movies have been quoted in your presence. And, oh, all, all the time. All the time. Like, like if you've I, never I, seen Friday or Next Friday, you have no idea that like I can't get jiggy with this. Yeah, yeah. Comes from oh that. Oh my god. And 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 cool story about him is I did a comedy show with that guy at a pool hall back like in Clifton 03. Powell? No, no, no. Not Clifton Powell, even though I did a comedy show with him at the comedy store and at the haha on Alex Thomas night over there on Tuesday nights. But uh Michael Blackston at a pool hall called Billiards in Woodbridge, Virginia, back in 03, when he was just we were both just starting and he was in his African garb and he did that whole mother sucker, the whole African thing that he did and then I saw him on the movie I'm like oh that's what's up man he took that he took that you know little little gag and took it to the movies and now that's his that's his whole thing man he's been on Wild and Out but there, there's a bunch of movies I still grew like I can still watch Anchorman Step Brothers the kind of, I guess the Eddie Murphy movies any of those movies from back in the day go ahead Brandon you got you got some Brandon yeah Anchorman was terrible no, what? Are you kidding me? Oh, you know what? No, it is. It's I, San Diego. I know what it is. Diego. It's because he talked about oh. San Diego. <laughs> no, it's terrible. No, it's, dude, from the minute that movie starts to the minute it ends, well, that, that, escalated is, a, quickly. that is a hilarious movie. 95% Are you kidding me? of the time it works. Yeah, every, every time. Every time. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, Joe, dude, even when he's practicing, when the movie's starting, the Ron credits Burgundy? are rolling and he's practicing owl now, brown cow, owl, all that stuff. Tell everybody to come over and see how good he looks. The ribs in his, come on, man. That's that, that's Will Ferrell at his spot. I think it's Brandon. just because I had most of the movie, like, everyone said the lines a bunch before I saw it. Oh! So, like, it kind of was yeah, really, that does okay, the Holy Grail effect. Like, oh, yeah. when, everyone knows the movie heart by heart. Yeah, I get it. That's Brandon. like Godfather. He was in a glass case of emotion. Yeah. <laughs> milk was such a bad choice today. <laughs> hey, I just want to know, when was milk ever a good choice? Yeah, yeah so damn hot. I get it that, like, when we were kids, Shaq, was up there with a mustache, but I don't buy it. Boston by four, 59-55, third quarter. Getting to that next with Aaron oh, Torres and Jason Martin. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.